and then Okay, and here we go. Oh, okay. Uh, this is going to be a mess here. Well, <laughs> just switch to just straight water. <coughs> uh, no, it's pure vodka. No, it's, yeah, my, I ran out <laughs> straight, of coffee. <laughs> straight down the hatches. Well, okay, so, uh, hell, oh, hey, hold on. Let me get my notes here. I don't, so Mr. Combo usually hosts this. Uh, hey, guys, welcome to episode 155 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. Ooh. Obviously, you can tell that uh, there's a little bit of a different noise up front here. I am Big Tuck, uh, and Mr. Combo, unfortunately, is still on his deathbed, which is partially my fault because I really, really <laughs> kind of grinded him out at his uh, bachelor party. So that probably wasn't the best thing to do. But, you know, he's, as, as we all know, he's a real trooper, um, and, you know, he's got the pneumonias, uh, but he's doing fine. So... It's been on me to bring out, you know, some of the best of the best out there, some great guests. And uh, me and our current guest are, you know, a little, we're, uh, you know, newer acquaintances, but he came yeah, out yeah. and really blew the doors off on uh, the stream <laughs> that we had on earlier this week. So I asked him if he could game. be a second last minute, last minute uh, <laughs> guest. And we brought him, we have first time on the podcast. Second timer on the content creation channel, if you will. But first in our hearts, we got the Castian Blake. How are you doing today, my friend? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Uh, so the funny part is, I know you were drinking coffee. Uh, I'm currently drinking this plant-based double IPA from Commonwealth Ooh. Brewing. But um, before we kind of get into a little bit more of, of your backstory, which which is we were talking pre-cast. I was like, we should stop because this is this is great A content. Um so you were drinking coffee earlier and the funniest part was when we first started this podcast uh three years ago this is our fourth season now uh wow. mr combo came up with some ideas and he was like you know let's do something different right like we're brewing decks you know we could brew something and his first thought was like why don't we talk about like why don't we make it like we're brewing coffee and i was like okay that's fine but the problem is you don't drink coffee and at the time he didn't. So I was like, okay, so I don't really know anything about brewing coffee. So, but I do know about brewing beer. He still doesn't really drink beer, but I do uh, quite a bit, as you can see here. So that was the thing with the, that was the deal with the coffee. So you're like, you're still, you know, it's still adjacent. It's still good. Keeping the spirit alive. Keeping yeah, the spirit alive. Exactly. So, um, you know, before we get into what we do here at Brews and Bills, for those who don't know, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, um, you know, shout out your plug, shout out everything else. I got your your link tree ready to post to the group. And then why don't you tell us how you kind of got into playing Commander? Because I know people come, you know, into it from all over the place. Yeah, sure. Um, well, yeah. Hi. Uh, um, my name's uh, Kenny or the Cassian Blake or Cassian Blake all over the internet. Um, I am a content creator, streamer in the nerdverse. I do a lot of like, I'm a variety streamer on Twitch, so I play a lot of video games. Um, and that's at twitch.tv slash Cassian Blake. Uh, and I stream D&D twice a week currently. That's going to go up to three times a week in a couple of months. Very fitting um, for today's topic. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm actually getting to play. I'm usually a DM. I've been like a forever DM for a long time. So I'm actually oh, really? getting to play these I, uh, games on stream, which I'm very excited about. Oh, okay. So you're a player now. 
yeah i mean i'm still running games for like my friends okay. and and privately but like i'm i'm getting to to be a player on things yeah. which is uh, you know um how do you like uh, how do, you, do you feel like it's just as it's just as fun just as rewarding um, yeah 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 man. like i mean just as rewarding no because there is no better feeling in D than being a dungeon master setting up like an encounter or something yeah particularly when you pull it out of your backside at the last minute because they've got sure. a place you weren't <laughs> expecting them to uh, and then and then like at the end of the session people being like that was amazing that was such a good session we did that and it's like yeah i created something that you guys enjoy or we created something that you guys enjoyed right. because it's always a collaborative thing but um yeah so i like being a player because it means i get to let the 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 actor side of me out because okay, that's what yeah. i've been professionally for the last 10 11 12 years um wow. uh yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> But then, um, but the DM, I get to let the storyteller side of me out, which is yeah. it's like they're they're linked, but they're not the same. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, I do that, and then I stream with and am part of uh, a magic content creation group called the Magic Tapping Authority out of New York. Uh, I'm not in New York. I'm I'm in Virginia, but it's like that. It, it's become it's kind of becoming like inter- like glo- it's like global, right? It's like Mister well, Worldwide. We've- <laughs> absolutely we are mr worldwide no we because we, we, we've got people from israel we've got people from oh wow uh from the uk we've got people from australia we've got we've got people like all over the place um now playing the games and and coming and hanging out um and i'm kind of with regards to the content creation for them uh i'm referring to myself as the magic tapping historian because oh. i'm the one that's, i'm coming up with uh like law videos and videos about the laws behind commander behind rep planes and, and that's right and things like that um so yeah that's a like i'm also a voice actor these days because i've uh because i'm hopping across i i, I i'm you still you're you're, you're welsh originally right well i'm so, so. <laughs> okay i was like because i know you said you're like it's between here and wales and i was like okay yeah. that makes sense right like so, my geography is such as a dumb american that i've i've actually been to wales before but like i know lovely. where it is anyway well originally from the southeast of england i okay, uh, lived gotcha. there my whole life uh but then my parents moved away to wales um at the t- same time i had to give up because uh, I wasn't, I wasn't living with my parents at the time. I was living in my own flat. I had to oh, give up yeah. my flat when I went to, away to work on the ships. Uh, and so when I come back to the UK, I now live with my parents in Wales, which is always okay. fun when you're 30 years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also, I also lived with my parents when I was 30, and it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I live in a room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yes. Uh, yeah. Like, right. Like my joke now is when I. Like, well, it's not, and like my joke now is when I go home, I usually am working remote, right? So I'll yeah. be, my boss will be like, "Listen, I know you're at home. We don't want to overburden you." It's like, "No, please. Like every every task you give me is another <laughs> four hours I can just spend in a room by myself and actually have yeah, an excuse for it, you know." But the the cruise <laughs> exactly like, the the cruise that you were talking about that's how you actually kind of got into magic as well. Is like you're telling me on the pre pod, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I I was working for a cruise company, uh, doing doing uh, as a performer, as an entertainer, a singer, um, and 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 performer, um, in one of their shows. And in the most recent contract, <coughs> which uh, finished in February, I'm gonna say, oh, wow. um, I was uh working 
alongside a friend who was in a different show, but we got talking and he wanted to play the D&D game that I was running. We got chatting and he also played Magic. Um, and he Perfect. was like, yo, you guys like D&D, you like this kind of nerdy stuff. Um, do you Have you played Magic the Gathering? I was like, I used to try and play like standard back in the day when I was yeah. younger, but I could never really get into it. He was like, well, there's this format called Commander you might like. And he yeah. had like four Commander decks with him. So me and two of the other guys that I was working with, we kind of all, the four of us got together and were playing with his decks. And I... I fell back in love with magic. Yep. I fell back in love with, I fell completely in love with the format. And because we were um, understandably in the last contract, there were a lot of restrictions on sure. crew because obviously we just, we're still kind of in the middle of a, of a pandemic. Um, and so we couldn't leave the ship off. And so we were just sat around with not a lot to do. Yeah. Right. And so I built three decks while I was on the <laughs> ship. Um, uh, the first two were, were pre-cons. I, I built out Lathril, uh, Blade of Elves. Which is funny because you need about, like, what, $10 to make that into... <laughs> out the box. It's a, and I, I think... have actually spent a decent chunk on it now. But, like, okay. that's only because there were cards that I was like, oh, but I really like yes, that card. Right. Or I really I think, like that card. I, I think on it... So, I've been, I started... The first, the first uh, pre-cons I started on... I think we're Commander 2015 or 2016. So mm, it's mm. been, I've been, you know, I, I'm not as, as long as some of the people I know and other content creators. But all that being said, I think Lathril out of the box is maybe like we, we had to, it's so strong. The, we do like budget challenges here. And sure. one of them was like, we did a pre con with a $10 budget upgrade, right? And we were sure. like, no, you cannot use Lathril. It's too strong. That's like we, ba- we banned it. <laughs> I, but that's that's fair. I would say I would say in the last like year, Lathril and Prosper. Are Prosper is also I, I Prosper is also one of my favorite decks. It's so good. Yeah, you just you just pick it up out of the box. I mean, we I, I, we were playing on off stream. Uh, uh, like uh, I think how dare you? Ago. You can't I'm listen. Sorry. I thought I thought you were a content creator. It all has to be monetized. <laughs> it all has to be streamed. You can't do it for fun anymore. Well, but, but we were playing, I was playing like a, a deck that I built from scratch and so were a couple sure. other people and someone was like, I'll play my Prosper Precon. I haven't yet managed to upgrade it yet. They brought it out and they trounced us. With oh, it's, br- it's like- brutal. It's just, it's <laughs> the only thing, the only, my only thing with Prosper, um, and then we'll get into, uh, we'll get, we'll get into the episode is like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like what we were just talking about precast too, right? I kind of feel like it's kind of like this value train, right? Where you're like, you yeah. see, you get all this value out of it, but like where I struggle in that is like finding those, those yeast cards, if you will, um, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to kind of close it out without doing it like, you know, any sort of infinite combo shenanigans, that sort of thing. But anyways, yeah. we're, I, I'm glad you picked up this. I'm well, I don't know. I always say I'm kind of glad because I know it's a huge time and money sink <laughs> once you get into <laughs> commander. I'm going to show you just very briefly. Yes, please. This, this is now my collection oh my of decks. <laughs> what do you want? This, this is my nerd shelf. What, what are you? What are you up to? What is that? Twenty-ish? Uh, one, two, three. I think I'm up to like nineteen at this point. I wow! Think I'm up to in, in a year, that's impressive. That is very impressive. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I think. I think Mr. Combo's me and Mr. Combo are both in like the forties and fifties, I think, but we've been playing for mm-hmm. six years and I think so I love it. And, um, <laughs> if you guys, if you guys want to see one of his decks, uh, in action, you can check the video <laughs> on demand. I think it's published. I really haven't had the time to look into Twitch of, uh, our fun our, game. 
dude, that was a blast, right? So um, we're also talking about, wait, we'll talk about that later. So uh, on, on with the episode. So Bruising Builds is our deck tech series since we conquered the path mm-hmm. in 32. The 12 themes of EDH decks. Uh, season three brought a lot of flavor. And now for season four, we are back to one of our old school episodes. Uh, just our straight up and Bruising Builds. So Bruising and Builds is our podcast series, and what we do is we try to break decks down in imaginative ways. So uh, for those who are aware of, we break them down the same way that you'd break down a beer. So uh, we don't have the sound effects loaded because, again, uh, Mr. Combo is out for the count. But the first thing we do is we talk about how do you establish your board, ramp, and usually draw some cards. We call that the grains. So grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of stapleties and specialty cards. Then we also have ways to interact with our opponents and also to keep our opponents from interacting with us. And we correlate that to a hop profile. And hops, for those who don't know, give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like this double IPA, uh, plant-based, as mentioned previously. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants. Finally, decks have to win in some way, shape, or form. So we categorize these as yeast cards. Oh, wait. Uh, no, this is... Like some bubbling. <laughs> Yeasts are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. That's alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, to be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then finally, we have fun cards, shenanigans, pet cards, these sort of things that you really like, but maybe don't fit the whole theme of the deck. And we mm-hmm. call those spices. And not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout. Uh, Kenny, just behind the scenes, jalapeno stouts are probably my least favorite beer. And literally I've been oh. saying this for three years and r- just keep forgetting to change the templates. Um, or the addition <laughs> of hops that turn, or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA, like the one I'm drinking already. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. Then we have mm-hmm. the bottle capping. Uh, normally this is where me and Mr. Combo will choose three cards and make three cuts, one under $5, one under 50 to a hundred. And then finally one, no budget option. But as we just learned, uh, Kenny just built this deck, I believe earlier this week. So we decided uh, yeah, yeah. that you probably haven't got the amount of reps that you need in it. So we just decided yeah. I'd choose three cards to cut. Um, so without further ado, let's get brewing. So Kenny was kind enough to go through and go through our completely arbitrary, nonsensical categorization, uh, using mock to say, yes, please. As I said to you uh, on, on the, 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 um, pre-pod, like legitimately this, though it seems arbitrary and silly and it's like for the, for the, for the, the, the style of the podcast, honestly, separating these cards into these like four <laughs> categories is super straightforward and just really it, simplifies it, it really helps deck. it really helps right like yeah, yeah, yeah. um i i, I we're we are, were long time tapped out stands um mm-hmm. so we we did all there was there the, that tagging in there was very archaic so um i've since moved to moxfield and i see some of these decks that people oh. post and it's like they must have taken two hours to get this thing squared away uh, but yeah, yeah it, it is, it does actually like, I agree with you. It does kind of make it a little simpler. Uh, but we have, uh, we have a deck that is very 
perfectly aligned to what we were talking about. Um, people who listen to the podcast know that I used to play a lot of Dungeons & Dragons. I've also played a lot of Baldur's Gate, so I've had some qualms with these sets that they have released, uh, which I've pretty much mm-hmm. since kiboshed and tried to be more positive. But we have Castian Blakes, the Castian Blake, excuse me, a peek behind the screen, a Bant Dungeons deck led by Cholane Teller of Tales. So for those who don't know, Cholane Teller of Tales is a busted card, uh, and I think this deck is a great <laughs> example as to why he's so busted. Uh, he is a legendary creature, human druid. That's a mythic rare. That's a two four selling. The foil is selling for about $11. I think Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, which yeah. is crazy for a pre-con, right? But also <laughs> yeah. you probably don't know this, but, uh, Thrones of Eldraine, we predicted was going to be a trash set. We were completely wrong. It is very, <laughs> it is very strong. So it's kind of our redacted. It's not my favorite cards. Yeah. Honestly. It's, it's really strong. So, um, it's got it. Like I said, it's a two, four with vigilance. Whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card, then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Seems pretty good. And then all, if that's not enough punishments, then you also have three colors and tap. Uh, return target creature you control to its owner's hand. So, um, Kenny, what made you... What What's the theme of the deck? What made you want to build it? Um, did, if you've had a chance to play it, how does it play? Like, how we've... How, what's the kind of background of the deck here? So... Um... I chose Tulane uh, because I, so I haven't I have two Tulane decks. Yes. Um, I I chose Tulane because it's called. I literally looked at the name and saw Tulane, the Teller of Tales, because I've been looking at adventure cards initially yeah, sure. in the other deck and going like, there's all these adventure cards, but no one plays them. Like how who would play them? And I was like, he's a Teller of Tales. They look like storybooks. Let's do oh, that. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But then I thought to myself. I want to build a dungeon deck because yes. I play D and D. There's all these great, you know, you stumble upon a glade, you all, all these yeah. sorts of cards that again don't see like a ton of play. Um, and I love D and D. I was like, well, he's a teller of tales. He's a dungeon master. He's shooting <laughs> the dungeon master. Yes. And so I was like, I want to take as many legendary creatures from the forgotten, from the Adventures of the Forgotten Realms and Baldur's Gate, uh, Commander Legends. I want to take as many of those. I want to take every single one of the you happen upon, you come yes. across a whatever cards I can. Which I think are all very good, by the way. I think are, they're all very strong, yeah. I think any any card, any instant or sorcery card that's modal yeah. is instantly a good card because, provi- I mean, obviously you can get like two trash modes, but like yeah, it's, yeah. most of the time you're going to get at least one of those modes that you're like, oh yeah, no, this is Yeah, this it's is like a, it's a blowout, yeah. Great. Um, and so... I was like, and I want to throw all those together. I want to run through a bunch of dungeons. And then I also want to cast Eliwick Tumblestrom because I love the art. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And so I just sort of threw it together and, and yeah. tried to make it work. Have you, and, have, you and, have you gotten to play it yet? Yeah, I played it. I actually played it yesterday. Oh, um, excellent. So I took it with me to my LGS um, to... Because uh, I went down there to to uh, pick up um, my my pre ordered box of uh, Dominari United. Okay. Because uh, I can't, I couldn't get the pre con still today, so I'm going after the pre podcast. I'm going yeah, back yeah. to my LGS to pick up the thing. I could have done both at the same time, but I felt like getting out the house. Um, and so I, I while I was there, there were people playing Commander. I was like, Hey, I've got a new deck that I want to try. Do you guys mind if I join you? And so I sat down with them. And it went like it went really well. I was playing I against um I can't remember his name, the commander from Midnight Hunt who when he flips back and forwards night and day, he gains 
uh, counters and then make spells cheaper. Um, uh, it's it's the is it one, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah. Great card, but I can't remember his name. But um, and then a Kadama of the West Tree mono green uh, counters and uh, auras, and um, uh, Zeotora. And so, like, it was a pretty even match. We we had a lot of fun, and it 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 does the things I wanted it, it to do. It does the it does the stuff. <laughs> yeah, it does the stuff, which is always helpful to learn that you, that you there's nothing there's nothing more satisfying than going. I hope this deck works, yep. and then it does, and then it actually does. Yeah, enough decks where I've gone. I hope this deck works, and then you sit down and go, "This is a mess. This is just a pile yeah. of cards." Yeah, I, I, there's a, I, there's a deck I have right now that I'm pretty sure is 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 like that. And I don't know how to get out of it. But if we look at some stats real quick, um, so you have nine, sure. you broke it down into about 19 grains, um, about mm-hmm. 20 hops. Uh, yep. give me one second to scroll down. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, about twelve yeast cards or twelve yeast cards, and then your spice count, I think, might be a new record because we have thirteen spice. <laughs> so um, usually with me and Mister Combo, we usually have about three or four. I think there's a few in here. I think if you if you come back and guess, I think uh, you'll you might trim this down a little bit. But you know, we love the spice. We'll uh, we don't talk enough about it. The deck I think currently is is costing about four hundred and two dollars, which is more than what I thought um, at first. And then if we look at the mana breakdown, you did a pretty, we always talk about like the percentages, right? So mm-hmm. if you look at blue, 38 to 40 <clears throat> uh, percentage to mana production, 31 to 40 for um, the blue, 35 to 40 for green, and then about everything else. Was that intentional or did it just happen to work out that way? I honestly, I so I build mana bases. Um, I build mana bases compulsively now. Like it is, oh, okay. it is a... I, I always do I always do all the castles because I love them. Yes. I do all the interactive channel lands from Kamigawa because they're yes. they're great. They're also great, and, yes. And then I try and make sure I've got a shock land of each of the colours that I, I can. The two the the, the tapped tri land yep. and the triome if it's a three land. Uh and then and then I just kind of I have the same utility cards in every single deck, which is Command Beacon, Command Tower, obviously. Obviously. Um, uh, Ghost Quarter, because there's always one yes, you always one see. land that you need to get rid of. It could be... I, I can't tell you how many games we've lost to Glacial, Glacial Chasm, if you will, as you say in the yep. UK, right? Um, yep. And uh, I, the, the other boogeyman that people talk a lot about is Java... Is, um, what is it? Uh, Guy's Cradle. Yeah, which I, like, I don't know... I, 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 I haven't it, seen anyone play one of those. It's been, a, it's been a while, but yeah, there's always one land where you're like, okay, this is either this is either or a maze of it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. If you're trying yes. to swing through and someone's got a maze of it, you're like, I need to get rid of it. I'm sorry. Yeah, for but sure. I like I like Ghost Quarter because it's not strip mine. I like yeah. Ghost Quarter because you do it and then they get a land to replace right. it. It's a basic land, but then they've and, got something. Still. And I'm sure the fact that it's got a 20 cent price tag comparative to, to strip mine, which I'm guessing is 20 or 30 now might. Yeah. yeah, it's about it's, 20 it's, bucks, yeah. It makes it a little easier um, to factor in. And, and then reliquary tower, because I never know if someone's going to make me draw half of sure. my deck. And then I need to be able to not have to throw all that away. Keep the utility passes because sometimes you just got to swing and scavenger ground because sometimes some graveyard help hate is helpful. I, I I agree, and I think like if you look at like the total amount, a commander beacon is the most expensive. But I think if you're if you're building like a commander lands preset, I think that's probably in total maybe ten bucks 
And yeah. it's a, it's a small price to pay for all of it. The last thing we talk about, and this one's always kind of a sticking point for Mr. Combo because he doesn't like the way Moxfield do it. The average mana value of your main of your main board is one point nine one with lands and two point nine five without lands. So you're looking at around a CMC uh, three if we just take the base stuff, yeah. which I think is is probably pretty fair in this with the ramp and everything yeah. else. So I think we should just hop into it. So yeah, um, let's do it. <laughs> it's 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 your, it's 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 your it's your deck. So uh, before we get there, though, uh, we do want to plug. We do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash CMD Tower. Um, we have tiers from one dollar all the way up to twenty five. One dollar gets you access to some great stuff in our Discord with our moderators, uh, Marketing Ross and SD Sharpie. Uh, it gives you first crack into some of the new products we're working on. You will get products sent to you if you get into certain tiers. Um, and obviously, this helps us support things like. The microphone stand that I'm talking into right now and these things. So mm-hmm. um, we'd love to help. But if it's a financial burden to you in any way, obviously don't do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can always just like, share and subscribe. So uh, this is your deck. Um, so we'll get into the grain build. What's the first grain card that you want to talk about? Uh, my girl, my bae, uh, Gretchen Titchwillow. She is in... You didn't even wait. Come yet. on, what? You didn't even. You didn't even give me a warm up for oh, that. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, I know it's okay, but I will. I'm gonna force you. Okay, so we we matched on we matched on Gretchen. Uh, yeah, I, I'm there too. It, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, so why don't you? Okay, so now you have to read the card in its entirety. We cannot break it up. Um, that is fair. because of this horrendous <laughs> faux pas that you that you have shown. I know. <laughs> um, okay, Gretchen Titchfellow is a. Uh, Legendary creature halfling druid for one green and one blue. Yes. Uh, you can pay two colorless, one green and one blue, to draw a card, and then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Her flavor text says... No, wait, okay, before you get into the flavor text, okay, since you're an actor, mm-hmm. I think we should... Br- we used to do this thing where we'd spin the wheel and have to do accents, so I'm going to fire that okay. up. But you have, okay, to, you have to read this in an accent of your choice. Of my choice. Of your choice for now. We will get the, um, I'll get the wheel spun up and then we'll spin it. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Northern Irish and I apologize to anyone who's from Northern Ireland. (laughs) Plant what you wish to grow. We wish to see grow. Listen for the stories you want to hear told. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, uh, that's definitely the worst I've ever done it. (laughs) (laughs) She's also a zero four, which makes her a D she's got a big butt. Yeah. Um, but I I think she's great because I mean she does what Tulane does right uh, for a mana cost so she's kind of in this deck a second uh, commander but it's 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 everything you want from grains it's yes. draw a card play a land that's the well, two things and, you want from think, grains and we've talked and we've talked about this in our grain builds or we talked about this in our deck too this is there are some that are just kind of like they're kind of like backup commanders, right? Where it's like mm-hmm, two lane mm-hmm. costs five, which in this build, it's not that hard to get to, but cat, like it would feel really bad to cast two lane for 10 when you could yeah, do yeah, this yeah. ability twice. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, just to kind of get the game going with it. That's why I put it in. Another thing too, is that all of the dungeon builds and, and these sort of things that we played have never had green in them. So uh, I, I really try to choose. And I think that's cool, right? There's a lot of venture cards, um, a mm-hmm, lot of really mm-hmm. utility stuff there that we want to get into. So I try to choose cards that we wouldn't really talk about in our normal dungeon builds. So again, I, I, the only, my only like, I don't even know if it's like, 
I don't even know if it's an issue or not, but it's like, I think this card fills the same slot that a lot of Simic cards do, right? A lot of them are low-costed with some ability that lets you cheat lands into place. That's my only real complaint with it. But again, it's flavorful. It's the Halfling Druid, totally the subtypes totally match there, which I think they don't a lot of times. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) but anyways, great first pick. Um, I'm going to go, or sorry, did you have anything else? Uh, no, I was just going to say it. She, 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 because uh, I, she, I, I discovered her when I was replacing uh, in my Adrix and Nev, which was the second deck I built. Um, I had Zamone Quandrix Prodigy, but she's a little bit more expensive as a card, and okay. she does the similar thing. But when Gretchen came out, she was just Zamone Quandrix Prodigy, but like for two mana. I was like, yeah, give me, ah, please, right. <laughs> I'll take more of that. Also, you're talking about green. I just need to state, I am. Uh, as I like to refer in Magic, a basic bitch, and so all of my <laughs> decks, all of my decks uh, have green. I'm currently trying to go through a process of building a tribal and non-tribal in all oh. the green color combinations, and so oh, this okay. is my. I have two non-tribal um, Bant decks now with Tulane, but like this is yeah, this is that. This is one up there. Nice. It's a it's a great pick. So for my second pick, I know I'm like 90% sure we're gonna match on the last one. Um, so okay. I'm going to go with this one because I think this is a really strong budget option. So the one I want to talk to is called, it's an artifact that costs three. And for me, it's, it's a budget thought vessel. So mm-hmm. I think decanter of, wait, are we matching here? We're not right. Are we? We, we uh, yeah, we are. You, you got to say, you got to do something. All right, ready? I'm are sorry. Ready? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I'm failing to understand it and I apologize. No, no, no. It's okay. So if you, so, uh, if if I'm if we're matched, just be like, uh huh, yeah, and like give me the thumbs up, right? And then we'll go. Okay, okay. I gu- I've got you. I've got I you. Guarantee the next one's gonna be a match too. So are you ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Decanter of yeah, endless right. water. Oh, decanter of endless water. Yes. <laughs> At the same time. So three color. Oh no, three colorless and an artifact. Uh, but which is pretty solid. It's seventy nine cents. Uh, it's yeah. a uncommon. But what does it do? So it's. It's actually, in my opinion, for that one extra mana, it's a it's a little bit better than Thought Vessel because oh. it's a, you have no maximum hand size, which right. is what Thought Vessel does. But it also taps for one mana of any color rather than tap right. for colors, right? Which is infinitely better. Yeah, um, for sure. Because because why would you why would you take a um, I'm blanking on all two mana. Uh, rocks at this point, but why would you take I mean, a, a different yeah. two, a, a colorless two mana rock when you could take an arcane signet? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I agree with that. And we have this. Uh, there was a one of our old producers was obsessed with the card Manolith, right? And mm-hmm. he would put it into decks. And we're like, there's just better options, right? And this one, literally, there's no reason why you'd ru- we wouldn't run this over Manolith. Um, and I like, I agree, right? I think depending on the play group and the ones that I've seen you play with cop cop and stuff, the, I think yeah. the argument would be like, well, if you're playing a fast deck, the one mana matters comparative to like a turn one thought vessel to a turn. Sure, two sure, this. Sure. In what we also refer to as magic Christmas land, if you will. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think you bring up a good point, right? Especially in three color decks, especially in four color decks and five color decks, especially yeah. you need as much smoothing as you want, unless you want to pay $400 for the perfect mana base. So, oh, and 
because uh, I don't, I, I, I know a lot of friends and a lot of people do run zero mana mana rocks. Yeah. Um, and that's cool if you've got them, if you pulled them, if you, if you yeah. have the money for them, fantastic. I just like, I have Soul Ring in all my decks because Soul Ring's of great. Of course. Soul Ring's yes. lovely. And it's, but, it's like, a dollar or two, whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when you see someone pop down, when you're trying to just have a fun game, like a casual, an actual casual EDH game, and someone's like, Lotus Blossom, Lotus, sorry, Lotus Petal, uh, Jeweled Lotus, Mana Vault, turn one. You're like, all right, should I do? Should, should this I is it? Yeah. What? Well, and it's funny you mentioned that too, because my, the deck that we were going to play on Monday, my Boro, like it's, I've had a bunch of different varietals of Boros decks. So over time, mm -hmm. Boros is the most mana hungry ones. And sure. that's, that deck is so fast. Like literally I drew two hands and I was like, I don't think this is going to be fun. Like this is not going to be fun for stream, right? Like it's way right. too fast, way too explosive. Um, so I think I mean, that, if, if everyone's got that deck, if everyone's yes, like, I'm right. bringing out my big guns. Cool. Love that. My, my, my fastest deck is Ognis the Dragon Lash Treasures. I, that and deck it, is so good. Uh, okay. It's really funny you mentioned that because that was literally the deck that I had on tap to talk about today with Mr. Compo. Oh, was it actually <laughs> amazing? Yeah, no, it's just, it, it get, and it gets there quick because it's treasures. And right. like, uh, I've got an amulet of vigor in there. You throw that in, the treasures come in tap, oh, but then course. they untap, yep. and that's fine. But like, I like that deck because it's fast, but you have to work for it to be fast. Right. You still got to attack. Like, you still got to get in the red zone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to challenge. I like, I like to challenge my, and, and there's no, if, if you want to run zero mana, mana rocks, and you're playing that kind of magic, there's no shame in the game. Do it sure. and have fun. But like, I like to make things a little bit difficult for myself. And so I like to like, uh, I like to make work for the things that I, that's why I yeah. have a, I have a thought vessel uh, in, in most of my decks because I do want a maze of if, right. But right, right. Maze of if doesn't tap for matter. Oh, uh, thematic compass, it, right? Yeah. Thematic compass. That's what I'm yes, talking about. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, so thematic compass turns into a maze of it. I want a maze of if, but I want to maze with the taps for mana, right? Uh, if I need it to, and yeah, it's it's like I like to work for the big guns. Do you know what Abs I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I think there's a lot of people who might be listening to this that might be able to take a page out of that book. Uh, but let's move on to the last pick. So you have okay. already mentioned this one, and I'm gonna make this even easier for you because you you technically categorize this in two spots, and I know why. Did I? But I think this one is best suited in the grain because it's your only planeswalker that you have in the deck. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. We're matched here, right? We have to be. We are we are 100 okay. matching it. All yeah. right, ready? Three, two, one. Ellie Wick Tumblestrom. Yes! This card is so great. All right, so I've done a lot of talking. You gotta read the whole thing. Top to bottom, okay. the price, the rarity, everything you got. And then I'm gonna crack open uh this karate champ, the uh the artwork's pretty solid here. It's like that old 8-bit stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, take it away. All right. Eliwick Tumblestrom is a mythic rare legendary planeswalker, Eliwick. She costs two generic and two green. To tick up for one, uh, she comes in with four with four loyalty. To tick up for one, you venture into the dungeon, which is what we want to do. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really good. It's just so straightforward. But then uh, on two, it becomes a kind of a tutor because you have look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. If it's legendary, you gain three life Oof. and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And then her ultimate is minus seven. You get an emblem 
which doesn't go away with, with the cannot be interacted with <laughs> cannot be interacted with creatures you control have trample and haste and get plus two plus two for each differently named dungeon you have completed which now with the initiative there are four yes right it's it's incredible i think the like we've talked a lot about dungeons and adventurings um and you don't know mm-hmm. this about me but i love so my favorite mechanic ever been printed in in commander is monarch i think it's incredible mm-hmm. i love it it's oh, I, I, I put a monarch card in every single deck i run it's my favorite mechanic mm-hmm. of all time right followed second now by the initiative and then now yeah. which i like a little bit more than dungeons followed by venturing right so yeah. the, i i think this card is a slam dunk in here obviously right being able to clear through dungeons you have the ways to do it right there's a lot of repeatable effects that you have we'll get into yep. some of them later and just the fact that I think this card is innocuous enough because I think a lot of people still have that sort of mentality of, oh, it's a planeswalker. Watch out. We're all screwed if this even if this last two turns. Right. Yeah. And I think this one is fairly innocuous enough to where people aren't going to be like. Kill on site, dump resources yeah. into it. Right. Well, like attack it, badly. It, it looks like a dungeon venture. It looks like you. Yeah. most people are going to look at that for, as, as people often do. Most people are going to look straight to that first and second ability. That first ability is just venturing to the dungeon, which venturing is still, in my opinion, from 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 games I've played, it's still a mechanic that people kind of look at and go, "Oh, all right." It's like, cute. No it's, one's... it's cute, right? It's cute. Yeah. yeah, like okay, cool, good for you. You built a you built a dungeon deck. Good. But then in four turns' time, with you just venturing into the dungeon and yeah. going do 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 do, in four turns' time, suddenly. You now have the ability, all your creatures have trample, all your creatures have yeah. haste, and they're going to get bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger, bigger the bigger, more bigger, dungeons yeah. you complete. Now, here's my it's, question. It's a great card. We, so we talk a lot in our in our team. We all know what staples are, right? Which mm-hmm. is like, has to like, um, yeah. uh, Sylvan Library, right? A green staple. There's it's, sure, hard, sure. it's hard to not run it if you have a copy of your money, right? One thing we also talk about is standards, right? Which are cards that are are very good in their respective color pie but wouldn't make it into every single deck but are very strong yeah so here's yeah. my argument um with this card if this mm-hmm. card said plus and it kind of goes against the theme of what this this card is trying to do i think but if this card said plus one take the initiative True. versus venturing and nothing else changed on it i would argue it's a green i feel like that would be a green standard It'd be very hard to put it into decks because the initiative, like the Monarch, is something that kind of repeats over time. Whereas, like, the Venture is something that you kind of have to play. You kind of have to build around a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... How do you... Do you think that'd be too good? Like, what would you think about swapping out the Venture for Initiative? I mean, I'd be down with the Venture for Initiative. Um, It is more limiting in terms of, like, because with the Initiative, you... Unless you're already in a dungeon... You have to go into oh um, the the, the, the Undercity under, or whatever it's called, right? Yeah, Undercity. Yeah, that's it. But but which is fine though, because the Undercity is a decent dungeon. Um, but like, so with regards specifically to this deck, it becomes a little bit more limiting. However, in if if you did change it, it then becomes a card that you if you're not it, it if you don't put it in like a creatures based deck, you you're crazy. Yeah, because right. It's, it's, it's like you get to use it. You get the initiative, which is always, it's just a little right. extra bonus. And then suddenly at the end, you're going to get 
you have a an emblem which right. is provided you complete the undercity you have an emblem which is uh overrun yeah yeah exactly you have overrun as an emblem right i i completely agree and i think the other thing too that i like about monarch and the initiative is like it's kind of like how can i say this it's like the if you look at the broad spectrum of drawing a card or going into the Undercity, right? It's pretty mm-hmm. not game-breaking, but I think yeah. people want it, right? So a lot of times when I play my Monarch decks, I'm like, people are like, hey, I'm going to come in and take the Monarch from you. I was like, I'm not even going to try to stop you, right? Because then guess what? Someone else is going to try even harder to take the initiative of the Monarch from them. And then yeah. when it gets to your turn, yeah, exactly, right? So it, it forces interaction and yes. not like... Not like interaction, like you know, count spells. Where it forces the interaction of going like, oh, particularly the monarch because that extra card draw is oh, it's is huge. Sometimes yeah. game changing. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I literally had a uh, yesterday uh, with a different. We played a, a separate game, um, and that someone pulled out the monarch. I was struggling with card draw, so I was like. You've done nothing to me, but I am going to swing yeah. this, like, just for a taste. I just, want a t- I just want a taste, right? <laughs> I just need that draw. I just need that card draw. And that's it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I like the initiative mechanic. I know it, I do have friends who like the dungeon mechanic, the venture mechanic, but they, they didn't like the initiative because it was, like, restrictive to you have to do the oh, other side. Like, sure. But it becomes, because it's something that moves around the I table. Think, and also, it, I think, I think that's also a borderline, like, um, I don't know. I don't know what I, how you say it, but like I feel like that's like a pretty small potatoes argument, right? Where it's like, yeah, that that one dungeon gets you gets you a land. Um, once you finish it, you pretty much like you can almost win the game on the spot, depending on what on how oh, yeah, lucky yeah. you get, right? So, anyways, yeah. I, I love it. Uh, that is also very. <laughs> it's rare now that we line up all three for three. So let's put grain behind us and go into hops. But <laughs> But before we do that, um, we do have an Etsy store. If you go on Etsy, and I think it's etsy.com slash shop slash the MD Tower, you can find all the merchandise we have. Um, the Like we just said, the Monarch token, um, the upkeep token that we have there that are printed, uh, our foil playmat, which looks great. It's getting to fall season, so it's about to be sweater, or if I may, jumper season for everyone out <laughs> there. So we do have a Jun-colored uh, sweater that's really nice, so... Uh, head over there, you know, like I said, all this merchandise, we made it for our watchers and our listeners. So head over there and grab that stuff. If you want to support the channel, but let's get into the hops. So this one has a lot of different options in here. Um, <laughs> and for those playing the home game, I did in fact spin up our randomizer. So be ready to be ready to get ready, be ready to get ready to use your accent. So you went okay, first on I'll the last one. I'm going to start here. Okay. I, I will say that I am a huge fan of the, you do X, Y, and Z cards. Sure. I think they're really good. That being said, and similar to animal, fo- animal Farms, all of them are created equally, but I feel like some of them are a little better. And I feel mm-hmm. like this one, which can kind of get a little wet, okay, I think has a lot of value in the modality compared to and the cost of it. So I feel like mm-hmm. you come to a river is one of the best options that you have in here. Sure. So for for those who don't know, this is a colorless and a blue for an instant. That's a common. You can get it for a quarter uh, and you have choose one, right? So one is fight the current, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. 
And then the second one is uh, find a crossing target creature gets plus one plus zero until end of turn and can't be blocked this turn. So the reason why I really like this card is the modality. I think if it said return target creature to its owner's hand, fine, right? Um, return target whatever else, any other single permanent type, I think it's fine. But the fact that you pretty much get any bounce that you want, right? A problematic sure. planeswalker that's about to ultimate at instant speed for two mana. Problematic enchantment, yep. propagandas, all that stuff. Um, I think that's really strong. And then finally, you do have some creatures in here in the east section that do get kind of big and can kind of get oh, big yeah. quickly. So for me, giving them that option to buff and more importantly, not get blocked to come out and swing out for 10 damage, 15 damage, however much it may be, you're not you're probably not gonna be winning off commander damage. So some of these bigger no, creatures that you have in here being able to go in and not even and your opponents don't even have to think, right? They just have to take it at instant yeah. speed in response to declaring blockers, anything like that. For me, I think this is this for me is like S tier of the you choose your own adventure cards. Yeah, that's fair. I um yeah. I, I it's it is a um it's also again, it's just it's kind of people again, people underestimate bounce. They really do. Removal. Like, oh, it doesn't destroy it, right? But for two mana, you could do like cyclonic rift, and it's like, okay, fine, I guess, but like But but it's like at the same time, if you if you've if, particularly if they've got like an expensive commander yes. or whatever that is a problem and you can go cool well now i need you to spend that mana again because right i, I don't i don't want that on my board coming at my face i need, need to right. i need you to spend and, and you talked about like commander commander beacon is such a strong card right and this is effectively mm -hmm. like a commander beacon when they don't want it right if if people who yeah. run commander beacons are running commanders that are 6 7 God help yeah. them, eight drop commanders, right? That could be completely backbreaking if you throw it in. This can save yeah. this can save you from a critical strike if someone's suited up. This can save you from infect. I, I think yeah. you come to a river really for and especially for a, a quarter, a gumball. Um, you will get a kick out of this. We actually recently built decks for each other, uh, me and Mr. Okay. Combo, that cost a dollar in total. One dollar in total. One. Not, okay. not not counting the commander, not counting basic lands. Sure. And this was one that I snuck in. I think at the time it was 10 cents, which when you put a 10 or 8 cents card into that, I think that really shows the card's value there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, I that's, mean it's that's that's it's you come to river. Card. So what's your so what's your first pick? Uh okay. So this one is also one of the U cards. Okay. I'm getting I'm getting um, ready. I'm getting ready here. Is it new or old? It's older. Okay. I think it's older. Um yeah, it is older. Um, but it's 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 a rare one in that it, it has like three modes to it rather than two. Um, oh, that is and, good. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It's I did not choose this one. Okay, okay. So it's it's you find a cursed idol. This is really good. This is it's, really it's good. A, it's and it's it's really good because it's it's removal first. Of yes. all. So so you find a cursed idol is one. Uh, sorry, I should do an accent. Should we do the accent? No, no, no. We only do that on flavor text. So on flavor text, cool. on flavor text, okay. Yeah. Um, so you find the cursed idol is one and a green instant uh, sorcery speed, um, but, uh, common, but it may be a sorcery speed. However, it's got choose one, smash it, destroy target artifact, lift the curse, destroy target enchantment, steal its eyes, create a treasure token, and venture into the dungeon. So particularly in this deck, it's great though it's sorcery and not instant. Sure. Um, it's great because it's removal for for that propaganda. It's removal for 
you know, the ghostly prison or whatever, whatever it is that's causing you a problem or yep. like someone's, someone's got a, a grafted exoskeleton that they've attached their Voltron commander and you're right. like, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want to and die to if, that. Absolutely. And if you've got nothing else, but you like, you need a bit, a cheeky bit of ramp or like you need to, one, I, one I, I need to go venture one more time. Right. And then I can complete yeah, exactly. this dungeon. Yes. It's, it's got that third, like, that's probably not the one you're ever going to use it for. But it's there right. if you need it. And, and, and I, I, I love that. I think if you compare this to, like, rampant growth is played everywhere, right? Sorcery mm-hmm. speed, ramps you one, granted it lasts you, quote unquote, for the rest of the game. But I think it's like, if you look at it in that way, if you open the, if you, this card will enable you to take like risky openers, right? Where you're like, okay, I know yeah. I got two lands and a bunch of four drops, right? I sure. can, I might be able to hit a mana rock or I, I got two lands, uh, you find curse idol and a bunch of four drops, right? So, okay. I effectively yeah. have three draws to find either a land or ramp spell and worst case scenario, you burn this. Now, let me ask you this one. If, do you think that this cards, how far do you think this cards value gets diminished? If it's, if the steel, it's eyes varietal is just a treasure token and no venture. Do you think it's, do you think it's like not near as strong? Like, what do you, what do you think about that? I would, well, no, cause I, I would still say it's, it's up there because I mean, nine times out of 10, if you're running, if you're running this card in your deck, uh, I mean, nine times out of 10, if you're running this card in your deck, you're running a, a, a dungeon deck. That, that's right, fine. Right, but right, right. it, it means, so, but that basically is the case in a non-dungeon deck is it's just destroy this, destroy that. Or create a treasure token. Right. And again, it's still got that exact same utility of going, I can get rid of a problem on the board, or I can just give myself a little bit of ramp if I need one. Right. Because how many times have we, as players, gone, <laughs> I just need one more mana. If I had one I more mana, I could get my commander out. Everything's got to be different, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's or specifically if it's like, I've got so much green, but I need one more yes, blue. Right. And you're like, okay, well, I'll use two of those green. I'll get a treasure. I'll use that treasure. Now I have my blue. Here comes the board wipe. Here comes the bomb. Yes, Do you know what I mean? Abso- it's- absolutely. It's a, it's, it's a strong one. So that, I think that, I think this one is, is probably S or a tier as well. Right. When you look at the U at the U chooses. Uh, so I have, I have one more. Okay. I have one more you choose ish okay and this is a your varietal oh ooh, okay okay but it's the only one that's not a contraction okay i think i we did not match we're clear we okay i think this i so okay the one i went with is your temple is under attack okay two colors in a, in a white for an instant um it's mm-hmm. a uh common for about 50 cents Choose one. One, pray for protection. Creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. Option two, strike a deal. You and target opponent each draw two cards. There is flavor text on here and Randy Optimizer. So how this used to work is we we abandoned this bit quite a time ago. So I'm excited to bring okay. it back. We would ask, uh, we would ask, we would we would compare our notes and find the voices of people and who said them, mm-hmm. right? And then we'd go to our patrons and we'd say, okay, who do you think Nickel Bullis would sound like, right? And they would come back with us. So this one, okay. um, this this one's kind of, some of them are extremely esoteric. 
and some of them are like just for example pikachu these they only <laughs> say their name so this one <clears throat> I can't remember who sent this out. We should have written this down, but we the winner is Chandra, who in this case sounds like uh, sounds like Optimus Prime. So here we go. I also uh, I know you probably haven't listened to any of our podcasts since we just met literally four days ago. Uh, I am <laughs> notoriously bad at voices unless they're female. Love it. It's just something weird. So here we go. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Autobots, your you trespass on sacred grounds. Monsters, leave while you still can. Terrible. <laughs> absolutely terrible uh yeah thank you uh rounds of applause <laughs> insert that in post-production uh our overlords is faster. <laughs> so here's my thing i feel like in this deck this card is probably good to okay it, it, it fits a the theme i think in boros decks and uh white mm-hmm. green and these decks where card draws at a premium i think this card is like borderline like unstoppable right sure you you there's effects where um there's effects where you can make things indestructible for free there's ones that cost a little bit less but the fact that you have that option like we just said right and that's why these mortal cards are just completely bonkers Mm -hmm. is it's it it's like okay cool there's someone when you play a game of commander there's never there's always someone who's ahead right yeah. At any know. point of the game. There's always there's there's or unless you're playing a very slow game or it's like turn three, there's someone who is a threat, <laughs> right? Sure. Yes. You're like, this person's going crazy. So worst case scenario in here, you're like, I'm running out of cards. I miss my ramp. I miss my I miss my grain bills, right? I'm just missing these cards. I'm gonna be able to curry favor with someone and just give them two cards, right? And the chance of giving someone two cards and then just winning the game is unless it's very very late in the game to me is it's like nothing right you win you win favor with the table and worst case scenario board wipe comes bam you're protected that sort of things i think your temple under attack for 50 cents is a insanely strong card yeah no i'm i i'm inclined to that was that was that was right on the cusp up there that was right on the cusp i i i went with a i went with villain's lair instead but oh um, okay Nice. Well, but Temple under attack. But so you like it? Have you gotten a chance to play it yet? Um, no, I did. I did get to do Villain's Lair, which is probably why Villain's Lair won out because I got to play oh. Villain's Lair yesterday. But I haven't played Temple under attack. But it is honestly what I was <laughs> when I was building this deck. I was just like, I just want to use all of them. Yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But, why wouldn't you? But as I was doing that, as I as I played it yesterday, and as I've looked through this, when I was looking through this list, um, to 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 sort into these categories. I was looking at them again uh, from a different eye rather than just going, just throw them all in there. Yes. And like, there are so many of them that are just good cards. And right. this is one of them. This is absolutely yep. one of them. And, and it's also that we've all, we've had like literally blowout arguments on the, on the show about like one card where it's like, well, in this situation, it's a grain, it's a hop and that sort of thing. But anyways, yeah, you, sure. so, so you mentioned that you do have another you. Yeah, yeah, my okay. my other my other you. All right, take it take it away. You got you got this. Okay, my other you was you find find the villain's lair, which also is very strong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is one and two blue instant speed common. Uh, it says choose one, foil their scheme, counter target spell. It's a three three mana uh, counter spell. That's I, I know there's a lot of one drops or free or yeah. two drop um, mana spells, but at the same time, three isn't too much in my opinion. Correct and then the other option is learn their secrets, which is draw two, 
then discard two. Uh, and there is flavor text as All well. Right. So, so let, this one, I know, I don't know if this if this cross upon, but you did land on Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, okay. Do you think? It, okay. Do you want to give it a shot, or do you want me to pick another one? No, I'll, I'll try it. Okay. <clears throat> give me just a moment. I almost have it. Nailed it. Yes. Roaring applause. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best Jerry Seinfeld. It's good. It's it's good. It's really good. That was solid. Um, it, it, uh, a lot of times it's just like, hey, what's the deal? And then you go into it, but whatever. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cancel, like you said. Three mana, never see it played, right? Sure. Divin- effectively divination, three mana, don't see it played outside of Popper and that thing. Do you feel that the, the draw to discard in this deck is... How do you how do you feel about that discard, right? Like that's that's what I'm interested in. Do you think it doesn't matter because you're you're drawing so many cards, you always have two that you don't need? Yeah, I mean, like because particularly in this deck, because of Tulane himself. Yes. Uh there is a very good chance that you have the lands you need um for the deck for for, for the for the turn you're on. Um which means nine times out of ten, you can just chuck two lands. Yeah, because you'll, you'll, you'll probably have them in your hand uh, because you've drawn twenty cards the last turn. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, I, I don't need, I don't need six lands. Right. So I'm just yeah. t- chuck these two, uh, and then draw two new cards. Be ready. Potentially have because uh, uh, I, I do have one other three mana counter spell in there. Um, but like potentially have the next counter spell. Do you know what right. I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. it's uh, p- drawing cards is always a good thing. And if I'm dropping it to not use that as a counter spell, but to use that as the looting, yeah, it means I need those two cards. Yeah, for sure. And I think with I think another thing with all with all of the, I feel like in a deck like this, people are going to really be focusing on the creatures that you're playing, right? And when you leave mana up, you're probably like, oh, he's just either misses creature drops or whatever. But I think once you get, like, once you start casting a couple of these U cards at instant speed, you can yeah. hold this up for an entire turn and be like, uh, yeah, okay, I got three mana. I got five cards in hand and three mana open. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm done. And then just put your cards down. And everyone's going to be like, I don't have these cards memorized. Is there, was one of them a counterspell? Is one of them a destroy a creature? Yeah, like, is one exactly. of them a bounce? Like, who knows, right? And then the turn passes, and then now you're like, okay, perfect. Like, bluff never got called. I'm just going to draw my two cards and pitch two things I don't need. And then right? do that. Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's really good. So the last the last card I have is one, and I think we're both. Oh, you actually do have Cyclonic Rift in the deck. Funny, we mentioned that earlier. Um, mm-hmm. This is another. This is another board wipe. But what I sure. what what I kind of see this card as is this is also a modal card. Because I think that another wet card, but it's wet out of okay. your eyes. I'm, I assume I'm solo on this, right? I think you're solo on this okay, one, cool. but I know, I know the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I think Flood of Tears is a modal card in this deck, and here's why. So four colorless, uh, double blue for a sorcery. It's a rare for about $1.29. Return yeah. all non-land permanents to their owner's hands. If you return four or more non-token permanents you control this way, you may put a permanent card from your hand on the battlefield. Um, and we do have a voice here. This is one of my least favorite ones. 
Um, this is Caught the Hammer, which is supposed to be the high-voiced, jacked Canadian from the Adam Sandler uh, movie <laughs> Grown Ups. So, like I said, some okay. of these are extremely esoteric. So, <clears throat> God, it's been so long since I've even tried these. Okay. I'm excited. All right. It's, this is going to be bad. I'm just warning you. So, it's like... I was just in Canada, too. This shouldn't be this hard. Hey! I was down, I was uh, sorry about that. I was down at the corner store getting some poutine. Uh, and then I noticed you here and I have wept with such a torrent as to scour the land clean. That was bad. That was like not even Canadian. I told you, I, 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 I there's a, it. we were doing this for like a year and I started kind of getting in the groove of it, but I, I, it's just a nightmare. So this is why I think this card's modal too, right? So obviously mm-hmm. Tulane, very strong commander, right? Um, yes. In any deck that you build, whether it's, adventures dungeons um sure. any of these sort of things right it, it's he's just strong on the board so often the strongest card in the deck agreed right so i think people when you flip him over are gonna say oh okay we need to keep this guy under control right so in that case it's a great board wipe right you're always gonna have you, you usually when you pull this will have the requisite to be able to drop two lane back down or something like that kind of get you out of mind but this is why i think this is a modal card because I think that you can probably get to a point in this deck with the amount of mana that you have, maybe some low cross creatures and that sort of thing where you're like, you know what? If I cast this card and I return two lane back to the battlefield, I'm going to be, I will be able to be so far ahead of my opponents with all Mm -hmm. the answer, the battlefields with adventures, with all these different things that they're not going to be able to catch up when they're just, when they're just playing quote unquote fair magic and recasting their stuff. Right? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, does it's, that make sense, or, or am I reading this? No, wrong? no, no. You're exactly right. It's it's because <laughs> because Tulane is is insane. So, <laughs> like, the second you the second you put, throw like someone's going in for a for a a, a, a proper board wipe. Right. Someone's casting farewell, uh, except it's an instant. So you it, so it's sure, a sure, sorcery sure. speed. But like someone someone's you've seen someone pull a farewell. You right. know that they're going to do that. They've tutored for it or whatever, and you're like, okay. I need that not to happen. So, <laughs> like, yeah, you can flood of tears, and you throw down. It's, it is Tulane is an engine. Yes, alone. So if right. you have to um, get rid of everyone's stuff and then just start going again, flood of tears is a and it's it's yes, it's symmetrical. So therefore, right. it's not as good as Cyclonic Rift because you're putting your stuff away. But but again, because of that. Just that little extra text that you may put a permanent from your hand onto the battlefield, like instantly, this is this is just as good as Psych Rift. Yep, because you can. You're gonna be, you're gonna be able to respond. You're rebuild. gonna be able to build so much faster back, right? Yeah. Nice. I I think this card's great. I don't think it's played enough, right? Especially for the buck. Like this is like quote unquote poverty tier, if you will, of board wipes, right? And I think I think for that, for a buck forty five or whatever it boiled down to. I think it's got that kind of utility to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, one of the cards I spent, I spent the money on a side grift when I was sure. working on the ship. Yeah, and like I then discovered this card and a couple of the other similar board wipes, and I was like, honestly, I didn't. I you don't need to you spend don't need it. You don't five need it. bucks on well, on this, side grift. So you'll like you'll like this, right? So back when I was playing, I think when I think the I bought like five copies of Psych Rift at like six dollars. Or something like that. And like, and, but to your point, like, okay, quick side panel 
on this. I am I am running fewer and fewer board wipes in my deck. And the sure. reason why is because with the group I play now in Charlotte, it's it's a very casual meta, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you, you do board wipes, I feel like you're just buying time. And yeah. there's a lot been a lot of times where it's like, okay, if I board wipe, I'm effectively playing explore. I'm gonna be able to draw a card and maybe play a land, and yeah. everyone else is gonna be sitting here for another 30 minutes. So I, I think if you look at Flood of Tears and the fact that you do get that value out of it, to me, this could be yeah. this could be a very this could be the board wipe that you win the game off of, right? Because everyone else is going to yeah, be better. Uh, so, so. And, and again, particularly with Tulane, because all you need is like Chul- bounce Tulane, put Tulane back, throw Tulane down, and if you've got a two-drop creature, like let's say you've got, I'm find someone who's who's a two-drop, Don Breaker cleric. Yeah, Dawnbreaker Cleric. Or even Gretchen herself. Oh, of previously. course, right? <laughs> Your like, girl. And you just play Gretchen Titchwillow. Instantly, you've drawn another card. And if you have a land in your hand, that's now on the field as well. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 bonkers. So that I'm, I'm glad you feel with me on that. We have one more in the hop section. Um, this is all you. Let her rip. What do you got? Um... Okay, so this is also a U card. I love the U cards. I have learned they're very, they're all awesome. Like I try to build a U deck for Mister Combo for the dollar deck, and it's like I can't do it mm-hmm. because three of them are twenty five cents or whatever. So what's your what's your last one? Okay, so it is it is one of the cheapest uh, cards in it, it. One of the cheapest U cards in terms of mana value, uh, and it's. It's not something you see a lot in blue, I've found, at instant speed. So, uh, I don't know if we're going to be on the... Be I'm on the done. I did, I've done my three. Oh, you, oh you've done. You've done. Okay, yeah. so yeah, lovely. Um, Is it you see a guard so approach? It's you see a guard approach. It's, it's really good, yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah, because so you see a guard approach it is a one blue mana, instant speed common, choose one modal card, distract the guard, tap target creature. But also, hide. Target creature you control gains hexproof until end of turn. And there is flavor text, so... <laughs> so, we, you, I, I'm glad that you got the flavor text first, because this one should be a slam dunk for you. So, we have Selenia the Dark Angel, who has been coded as a Scottish woman. Oh, cricky. <laughs> uh, looks like we've got company. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so good. Um, but it's it's a it's a Tamio's um safekeeping. Yes. It's it's a silk guard. It's a there's loads of this stuff in green. I mean obviously there's heroic intervention is probably the most famous one of these. Of course, yeah, the Ur, the Ur but, example, if you will, right? Yeah, exactly that. But like in blue, most of the time if you want to protect your creature for one mana, it's a bounce spell. You're bouncing it back to your hand. Yep. Yep. This is, I get to keep my creature on the field. I give it hexproof. You can no longer target Tulane. You can no longer do right. that yeah, for one mana. Let's be honest here. This is this says, one, I think the subtext of this card reads, one blue, Tulane doesn't die to Path of Exile or Swords of Plowshares, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly uh, that. And, I think the tapping part of it is also underrated, right? Because yeah. I, it goes back to the other U cards we're talking about, where it's like, you have your mana open, and then it's like, 
I, I love playing politics. Like, as you saw on Monday, it's my favorite mm-hmm. thing, right? Like, I'm coming mm-hmm. in for a taste mm-hmm. just for this sort of thing. But if you don't do this, let's wait for these turns. So I think this is another thing where it's just like, look, I got mana open, right? And you don't know, you don't even know what could be here, right? Like, you, <laughs> the next magic card is, you don't know what's in my hand. Um, but, like, you're like, listen, if you... It, Unless you tell me right now that you're not attacking me, I'm going to stop your commander damage. Yeah. And like, and like, try it. Right. And they're like, um, like, they're like, sorry, I, I can't make that promise. You're like, all right, well, before we go to combat one blue, right. Yeah. Turnover. Or, I think- or even if you, you're, you're trying to swing through for the win, yeah. you're trying to swing through to kill and like you, you hold up that one blue mana. Everyone thinks you've, Nine times out of ten, you're in blue. You've got one blue mana open. Everyone's sitting there thinking, "That's a counter spell." Yeah, swan song. Uh, That's swan an song. Offer you can't you can't refuse for you youngins that play in the game. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's thinking that. So you go, cool. They've got a a, a big beefy boy up with flying and yeah. and six toughness, <laughs> and they're like, "All right, try it." Yeah, and right. Like, okay. <laughs> and then you swing in, and they go, and I go before blockers. Boom. Tap. Yeah. You can't block with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, take 10 because I've completed three dungeons and you let me crack my planeswalker, right? <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 there's a lot of non-removal removal that I think gets overlooked because people yes. think exile and destruction have to, because they That's are it. more permanent. And I, obviously they're, they're better because removing something forever is far better than making something unavailable in that moment. Right. But there is something so much to be said for making a thing unavailable in that moment, because that can clutch games. Like tapping down a creature before you swing in or tapping down a creature as it's coming for you, that can end games on its own. And people, people focus so much, I think, now because there are so many options, Path of Exile, Swords to Plowshares, uh, Beast Withins and all that lot, that are like destruction and removal cards in that sense that they don't think, Oh, well, yeah. Bouncing things isn't necessary or tapping things isn't necessary. It's like, well, it can still get you through. And commander is such an interesting game where it's like one turn could be it, right? Like the difference between a win and a loss in commander could be a tapped creature. Could be a bounced, uh, could oh, yeah. be a bounced enchantment, right? Could be a bounced planeswalker that's about to ultimate. So, I I, I agree. Yeah. Like I think these U cards are criminally underplayed. Um, I think they're not all. Now that being said, they're not all created equal. But I think the ones we talked about here no. really have a lot of juice to them. So, um, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna end the hops and go on into the use rule. But before we do that, we do want to remind you guys that we have an excellent sponsor from abyssproxyshop.com. They are uh, they create. Uh, proxies or as we call them here play test cards they look great um mr combo has two decks that are completely blinged out from uh, from visproxyshop.com if you go to their website you can search all of the different cards they have things like even they, they keep it updated like they already have ones for ancient bronze dragon and these other big heavy hitters that cost 70 dollars and mm-hmm. uh depending on your play group you know do that within a certain amount of risk because they do have aber duels and that sort of thing 
um, always talk, always rule zero, always talk to your playgroup about them. But if you use code CMDTower, if you do CMDTower.com, it's like habit right now. But if you use code CMDTower, you will get an additional discount on top of the discounts that they offer you on the site. Those do stack. So um, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of love with them. Those guys are great over there. So remember abyssproxyshop.com uh, with the code CMDTower. So now we're gonna get in on how this on how this deck wins, and mm-hmm. uh, there's not as many options previously. So I'm guessing we're probably gonna have a few more crossovers, but. Uh, you get to go first. What is your first pick, Kenny, for the yeast section? Okay. Um, we do have eleven. So we, this, we have eleven options. Yes, yes, because we've taken one off the table from the uh, <laughs> grains. But um, so this is is, a, is it is a creature. Okay. Um, and it's is it white? Is it white? In in it, it is white. Okay. All right. That makes me um, makes me very nervous. <laughs> it's on the lower end of the cost of things. Um, of, as in terms of mana value. Okay, okay. Value. That that's that's not a, that's not a good, that's not a clue. Is it a? Would you say this is a PC or an NPC? Oh, this is a PC. Let's go, baby. Card rules. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Nadar. Nadar. Selfless, Selfless Paladin. Paladin. What a bl- what a blowout. I'm going to go through this real quick because I think this card is great. Two colors and a white for a legendary creature, Dragon Knight, which I'm guessing is Paladin. It's got to be, right? Mm-hmm. So, But they mm-hmm. wizards with their casting, it doesn't yeah. matter. You would... Never mind. I don't. I don't want to get into this. It's a three. Th- it's a three three. That's rare for around a dollar. Vigilance. When Nadar Selfless Paladin enters battlefield or tax venture into the dungeon, but most importantly, other creatures you control get plus one plus one as long as you completed a dungeon. Yep. Wow! What a blowout! So going on. Right? It's yeah, yeah. So strong. Now, I so I've seen this card played in like modern decks because a three three for three that has vigilance is sometimes unbeatable if it sticks around. Do you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, like wh- obviously there's a lot of things going on here, right? On this card, mm-hmm. it's very strong. There's a lot to dissect. What do you th- what do you think is like wh- which part of this card do you feel is like the strongest that it comes out of? Um honestly it's it's the fact that it's it's a 3 3 with vigilance which means that trigger because it's not deals combat damage right. it's when it attacks that trigger is going to get you through particularly if you manage to get Nadar down turn turn 3 or oh, turn you can, 2 Oh my god yeah it's like brutal. that trigger is going to keep going and you are going to, and, and then if you've got one of the other ones, I've got a couple of the others on the, on this list through, like you're going to get through those dungeons so fast. And it's like, you're going to get so much value yeah. just from this one card sw- coming in and swinging in. Right. And then like the, the other ability, the, the, a nice plus one, plus one pump can be the difference between a board wipe and not right. a board wipe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, and it, it's, it's one more man. It's one more life for toxic deluge and that sort of things. But I think, yeah. like, I think that, um, I think the best can, if, if you could like errata partners, I think the strongest one would be Nadar and Ellie wick. If you could do some bizarro pump. Oh. oh my God. It'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be so strong. Right. So I, I think like, I feel like a lot of people look at this card and be like, oh, it's a three, three for three with vigilance, whatever. And you're like, yeah, sort of, I guess. But 
there's so much other like I don't know. I I feel like there's so much value packed into this thing. A lot of times you just like you just need to start, right? Like you just need to start yeah. the dungeon train going and yeah. being able to do this like okay, worst case scenario, right? This is the absolute floor of it. Well, okay, this mm-hmm. is the, there's two floors of it. The, the the lowest floor is you pay 3 mana, you get a 3/3 three, three with vigilance, it enters the battlefield, you vent, you venture into the, or I guess it gets counterspelled. But you you vent, you, <laughs> sure. yeah. but you, vent, you venture into the dungeon, so you just pay 3 mana to get a creature in the battlefield and venture into the dungeon, right? Sure. Things things are borderline dreamed of, right? And that's yeah, yeah. that's the that's the absolute floor, right? The the worst this card can be if it if it's in play is that the second worst ability is you paid three mana and ventured twice into the dungeon and this thing died. I'm, I, I mean, you know this better than me. There's no other card for that value for three mana that you're borderline, you're kind of guaranteed of sorts to get to venture twice, right? Yeah, more or less, pretty much. Like, uh, because also, again, because the, literally the way you describe it is like it's a three, three for three with vigilance. People look at it and go, oh, okay. Great. If if I'm looking at the board and I've got a number of things that I can remove, someone's just dropped this thing, this three drop here or this two drop here. Exactly. Nadar's not on the top of the list. Nadar is never on the top of the list. Exactly. And that means you're probably going to get, yeah, like you say, at least two triggers off, which means they pay for it. it, it, it Nadar pays for itself. Pay for itself. Yeah. And like if you're playing if you're like in my play group someone has a slower start someone mm-hmm. is playing tokens right like this thing will eat drake yeah. zombies elves Easily. every day for breakfast so i i think for the low value of, of what you uh, like the low investment and the low cost of the card it's a dollar it's a buck yeah insane levels of value through here can i can i tell you something honestly yes please uh so, so you talk about nadar and eliwick and nadar and eliwick are the reason this deck like ever came to pass in my brain. Really? So Tulane, Tulane was the commander I was waiting for. for right. It. I'd already built him as adventures. Um, but I had, I pulled Nadar and Eliwick in a, in a, a pack. Really? Um, like, yeah, way back. And I was like, I really like these two cards. I really like these two cards. I don't think I'm ever going to run a dungeon themed deck because i didn't like sephiris as a, i felt like sephiris was too slow yeah it's um, it's it's kind of in like we've talked about sephiris on the show at least once or some builds like him and like i think that i think that decks <laughs> it's ironic that i say this about true lane but i feel like that deck <laughs> fall, falls a little too far into like uh what is that Esper, you can run it as like an Esper good stuff yeah. with a handful of dungeon stuff. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, but th- so, so pulling the dart, I pulled the dart first and then I pulled Eliwick and I went, I want to find a place yes. for you. I even went and bought, like, before I even had the deck in mind, I bought the emblem for Eliwick. <laughs> I just went online this and I'm going to get that. This will happen. <laughs> yeah. And I just was sat there like, I, I want to find a good. And when Baldur's Gate came out, I was like, <sighs> but then I just built and been running for like about a month. I've been running my Tulane ad- adventures. Mm-hmm. And I was that, like, that deck also got a huge boost through Baldur's Gate, right? <laughs> it, oh, absolutely. And it became, yeah. a, before Baldur's Gate, it was a trash deck. Even with Tulane <laughs> at the helm, it was just a trash deck. Uh, it's now become a viable deck. But like, I was just looking at him and I was like, well, he's a teller of tales. He's a, he's a, he's a dungeon master. Yeah. And and I had all the U cards like just in my my binders. Yeah, if you if you, cr- if you cracked like, any amount of Adventures and Forgotten Realms, you just have a pile of them yeah. lying around, right? 
You have, six, so you have like, six copies of you come to a river or whatever. Exactly. And I just went, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to build this deck. And so I, I, I did. And it's, it started, the seed was planted by Nadar and Eliwick. Nice. And then it started to grow and blossom. They, they are, we all, Lane we both, did. we both agree. They are way too strong to be together in the command zone, right? That's, oh, yeah. that's like oh, way I, too strong, right? If someone was like, you know how like commander versus and stuff like that play with stuff own. and things. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Commander versus the, uh, the show for adults comparative to the command zone, the show for children hashtag coming for you, Jimmy. We'll bring, we're bringing it back. Sorry. We've had, we've had, a, I've had a long, we've, uh, so I'll tell you this at the, remind me about the Jimmy story at the pause break. You'll think it's very funny. Um, okay, but do. yes, I'm glad you're also a man uh, of wealth and taste, but yes. So yeah. like out, outside of those sort of things, I think if you brought mm-hmm. that to a table, people would be like, we're, I'm not going to play against this. Right. Exactly, because I mean, the second you've got a a you've got so much venturing through dungeons, but the yep. second you've got one dungeon done, you now have a six six vigilance haste right. trampler. That's yeah. it, and that's your and commander like, emblemed. Yeah, boom, very strong. Uh, and it's it's uh, 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 well, no, sorry, Nadar would be it's a five a five. five, five. five right? That's yeah. still, still five, but then everything else you've got right becomes anything like else, a, a five anything five. else, six, legendary, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's like Sles- it's not like Selesnya colors are known for having good efficient creatures at low mana cost. No, right? never, no, no. never, never heard of it. So um, th- that's so there's that. I think Nadar is definitely a key piece, a cornerstone of the deck. There's another card in here that I think is a keystone in a different way, and it costs okay. the same. But this is okay. a, this is definitely I feel an NPC character at best because they don't. Okay. It's not legendary, but. Still very, uh-huh. very strong. I assume I'm on my own on this one. Uh, you you are on your own okay. on this one, but, uh, but I agree with you. Strong. So White Plume Adventurer, to me, is a blowout. Two colors and a white for a 3-3 three, three creature or cleric. It's rare for about 80 cents. Uh, two major abilities, right? When it enters the battlefield, you take the initiative. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, Untap a creature or control. Sorry, untap shoe lane. If you completed a dungeon, untap all sure. creatures you control instead. It's completely bonkers. Uh-huh. I think like uh, one of the guys from Elder Drunken Highlander, Kevin uh, K. Ellis, he played this card in some bizarro deck that he always builds. these like I actually played builds. Kevin. Uh, I, I was pl- I played against Kevin's uh, five color uh, Niv Mizzet like two weeks ago. On Saturday. No way, really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Kev's great. He yeah, he's a great deck builder. Like he's like a warlock when he builds his stuff. But he played oh, this, yeah. and this card was brutal. It's brutal, right? Like giving any, like yeah, Chulain, yeah. any of your other big any of your other big butt creatures just to make a blocker. And I think again, like in my opinion, this falls into the same category of those cards where it's like uh the one I can think of is like Skyline Despot, the dragon, right? Five colors, double red. Sure, when you sure. enter the battlefield, you become the monarch which is yeah. enough in its of itself. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, if you're a monarch, you do something else. In this case, create a dragon, right? For me, I think this thing, just giving you the initiative and no matter what, giving you something else for three mm-hmm. mana that's also a 3-3 three, three is insane value, right? And it, it really is. And and talking about being someone who likes to earn the heart, don't get me wrong, I, I, I run Seedborn Muse in a lot of Oh, a lot sure, of absolutely. <laughs> but... In terms of wanting to earn the big bombs the hard way, this is a Seaborn Muse. Absolutely. For like completing the Undercity. Yes. Right. Which again, with all the venture stuff that you're doing, pretty straightforward. So 
we, yeah. we've, we've talked about white plume adventure before we don't need to get into much more what is your what's your second pick we still we still got a handful left so this is this is um this is some equipment you're on your own you're you're let her run okay i really like the addition of trailblazers torch it's an interesting one so it's again it's when it comes in uh it's uh you take the initiative yes but it just it adds that that little extra protection for whatever creature it's it's attached to right so whenever whenever it becomes blocked so let's say we're swinging with nadar mm-hmm. uh, it's three through vigilance nadar gets blocked by a three two because they're thinking wahaha i'm gonna kill your nadar we're gonna trade right and it's like well hang on a minute no you're not because instantly two damage dealt to that yes. that block is gone and it's it, it can just be like a little bit of a little bit of of cheeky removal attached right. to a creature so the way we talk about this on the podcast is we call this a we call cards like this a modal card for your opponents sure it's your opponent who has to make the choice right like their yeah, yeah. the modes are well do I block and know something's going to die? Cause it's going to be taking five in total. I can't block. If I block with the token, it's like, it's not that different. Right. So yeah. I, I think I like that a lot. Getting the initiative, like I said, is clutch. And I think if this card, I feel like this card is maybe a tad bit overcosted for what it is. Right. Yeah. I, I get that. But th- the fact that it's equip one, I think cuts a lot of it out. Right. Like, yes. I think this is a card. I think this is a good card to like, if you if you're kind of having a slower start, if you need to rebuild, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna play land, I'm gonna play something else small, and I'm gonna play Trail versus Torch, either progress through the Undercity or just like thin out my deck and draw basic. That's where I think this card slots into yeah. fairly well. And then if you have your big creatures and that sort of thing, can also slam through on that. So, and it's it, a again, it's particularly early game. It's yes, because people are gonna be throwing down their 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 two twos, their one twos. Or if you're the other thing is when you attach it to someone like Nadar, like you can then get through walls oh, a little bit easier. Yes, yes. Because if someone's got like a like a, a a two five crab or whatever, and you're like, I haven't got I haven't got a, like a five damage removal. Swing in with Nadar, they go. I'm going to block you with my wall, and you go. Cool, your wall's dead. Yeah, right. Like you, we, we had we traded anyways, right? So is it worth a three damage? Yeah, modal modal card, right? I love it. Your opponents have to think. Yeah. People don't like doing that magic. It throws them off their game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get there. So I've I have one more in the east section. Um, this is a, okay. another U card. I think the okay. potentially last one that we can talk about. And I, I see why you have it in the east. I think this this is again it's tough because it's so situational. But sure, you meet in a tavern. First off, the artwork is awesome. Um, yes. So two colors, double green for a sorcery. And again, a quarter, maybe a theme here. Choose one for a party. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal any number of creature cards from among them and put them into your hand. Put the rest in your yep. bottom in library in random order. You got a lot of creatures in here. And spoiler alert for the bottle capping, you're about to even have some more. So get ready for there, right? You, like, okay. It's a green draw spell. Again, green can do everything. But <laughs> lastly, Creatures you control uh, start a start a uh, brawl. Creatures you control get plus two plus two until end of turn. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like what you're talking about with Nadar, right? Plus one plus yeah. one. Okay, fine. What your two two turns into a three three? Great, right? But when you have built up your massive boards, right, your massive creatures, and there's 
there's a whole hell of a lot of ones in the spice section that we're not going to get to that I feel can grow pretty fast. Sure. And people, you're like, okay, we know he's going to combat, right? And people are already doing the mental gymnastics of, okay, I can block here, I can sack this token, do all these sort of things. And then you play this. I feel like mm-hmm. that 2-2 two, two is just enough to make people have to start thinking again of like, how am I going to block this, right? How, yeah. like, am I just going to take this? Am I just going to take damage and die? How do I get around this, right? It's it's just, it's just that n- enough of that mode to make them really have to think about how they're going to react to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's if it had if it had if like, it had trample think, or something or like that'd be incredible. It'd be incredible. yeah, absolutely. Incredible. I mean, I mean, if we're being honest, this deck is the the Eliwick Tumblestrum deck with with uh with, with Tulane. Yeah, right, 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 right. But like again, with that Eliwick, you you throw you you get to say you haven't completed all the dungeons you want to complete, but you've managed to complete one, and you've got that emblem. So right. now everything's a three three with trample and haste. That's cool. You drop this. They're now five fives with trample and haste. You're coming through. It's it like it, yes. It's it's, ju- it's just it's just it's just good enough, right? Like I kind of wish it was like yeah. plus one plus one and menace or plus or like one of the odd ones, right? Some like, evasion skulk, yeah. I guess. I don't know, but still, like <laughs> <laughs> who knows what the people over at Wizards are thinking, right? But it's it's, it's just enough to be like, okay, I think this is actually going to punch through and this could win the game out. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 that first, the, the first one, the former party is the one that, um, also, I didn't, I, I didn't realize this, but all four people on that artwork are in the use section. Um, Wait, really? The, Who is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you've got, um, you've got Nadar. Yep. Uh, you've got Eliwick. Oh, yes. You've got Hammer, Hammer Pasha and Varys are the four <laughs> people sat at the table. Um but yeah, like um, that first one is the thing of being like, okay, what do I what do I need? I yeah. where's Nadar? I need Nadar. Right, yes, <laughs> exactly. What if, okay? So, so uh, if you cast this and you you reveal those four cards, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I would concede immediately. I'd be like, I there's nothing that can happen in this game that's better than what just happened right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, you formed the party that you the, the dream party that you need is yeah. is. Is I mean just just Hamar Nadar and and Varys alone and let's say let's let's put White Plume Adventurer in there as well. Do you know sure. What I mean? Yeah. And then and your deck is just unless someone yeah. gets a board wipe now, we're gonna keep popping off. Yeah. We're gonna keep it, popping it, off. It, and it's gonna be gonna... so hard to come back from. So that, so th- yeah. that was mine again. Another great inclusion. Obviously, you got one more. What's the one you want to close this out with? Okay, um, so I considered for a long time Hammer Pasha. Uh, however, she did not make the cut. This one is uh, probably the most expensive card in... No, it's not the most expensive card in there. It's the second most expensive card in my East section. Oh. Um, it's it the, is, it's the, way, it's it the is, other way you win, right? Uh, well, no, no, this is the um, this is, this is is a creature. Because the, the other way I win is... I put that in because you always should have a, a backup win. Yes, con. of course. Yes, yes. Um, for for those for those listening and not looking at the deck list, I have approached the second sun in the deck because it's a lot of card draw. Yeah, easy. And so easy, if you get that, easy to cycle through. Sure. Yeah, but the one I went with is uh, Radiant Solar. Very strong. Yeah, because it is, it is like an attachment to Tulane. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, yes. yes. So every time you cast a creature spell, you draw a card, you put a land onto the field, and you enter the dungeon. Yep. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Bonkers. It's just and it's a three and it's a three six that with flying a lifelink, right? So <laughs> yeah, right. And but here's the thing too, where it's like right. So it, it's like what we're talking about with um one of the cards earlier. Oh, the um cursed treasure or whatever, or you find a sure, cursed sure. idol. Cursed idol. Find a cursed idol. You're like you're getting ready to complete a dungeon, and you're like, once I complete this dungeon, it's 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 crickets for everyone, right? I think this is yeah. what I always forget on this card too. Is for one white at instant speed, discard it, bin it, venture into the dungeon, you gain three life, right? Yeah. Like you, you can push through that last little bit if just in case you're stuck, just in case you're stymied, anything like that. For I, I think this, if this card, I wish this card cost like one less. Like if it was, sure, I get that. If it was like, so it costs six. If it was three colorless double whites instead, but the problem mm-hmm. with that is like Sarah Angel is the standard for that, and this is just better than any Sarah Angel that's ever been imprinted <laughs> or any vinyl oh, yeah. on it, right? Oh yeah, uh, but, but I mean, it's also. Like it can be that safety net as well, yes. because because of that three life is like they're about to hit me, but because it's it's instant speed, discard. Yes, so Abs- it's just absolutely. like I they're about to hit me. I'm on five life. They're about to hit me for six life. Right. They they did. They I'm did a discard the, radiant solar. They did all the math and everything, and they're like, "All right, you're toast, man. Sorry." And you're like, "Well, yeah. I don't know about that." Right <laughs> before damage. Discard Radiant Solar. I'm on two. Yep. And, and I okay. venture into the dungeon and get oh, some beast or something else out of it too, right? Exactly. So good. So that's going to end the yeast section for us. And for those who are listening to us, uh, we do stream over on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Tower. We sling cardboard rectangles every other Monday and then also stream <laughs> the rest of our content. Like at what? Are we doing it? Ready? Three, two, wait, one. Wait, wait, wait. Get handed. Oh, get handed. That's it. Yes. Yeah, I know. We. I'm Sorry, big I was on like, bits. I'm a big bits guy. I like bits. So I love bits. But I was. I was. I sat there. I was like, "Is it get? get I was like, it get handed. Get it handed. can't be. Well, I listen. We ran up. We we ran up. Get fi. We ran. I'll also say it. We ran up. Get fisted up to up the board and. Uh, they said no. No, they said. Uh, they said people might be thinking we're they're trimmed into a different Twitch channel for that sort of thing. So. Uh, Whatever do you mean? Uh, yeah, it, could be, it could be anything. <laughs> but anyways, we, we do stream there um, with great guests like Kenny here uh, every other Monday, and we do hashtag get handed. So let's go into the spice. Um, Thirteen options here, right? Mm-hmm. A lot through here. So uh, this is my pick. And one thing that's funny that I, we talked about, like the flavor text, we've noticed that a lot of these legendary cards and these things are so chock full of text. There's no room for flavor Just on them. Stuff. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, this was the first. This is one of the first cards that got printed um, when uh, uh, Adventures of the Forgotten Realms got printed. So I've read Ari Salvador's books since the time I was about mm-hmm. ten years old, and. Mm-hmm. When it first got printed, I was this card I was furious about, right? Sure. He's he's an elf ranger. At least they coded mm-hmm. that right, which is up for debate. We're, I, are we are, are we doing this? We, we are we are very much. No so way! No way! Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I wow. Okay. Um. So let me finish my let me finish my spiel here. So go for it. I know Wizards uh, Wizards of the Coast owns all these things. Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering have been dear to my heart for a long time. Um, for me, this was a card that was like, we have been betrayed. I can't believe this is happening. How dare you? How dare you insult my childhood like this, right? 
And again, I'm mm-hmm. 34 years old, so I probably shouldn't have thoughts like this anyways, but here we are. So, but the more I've seen this and I have seen this card in play, I think it's not. How can I say this? It's like the rule of the character is not present, but the spirit is, right? Yeah. And that yeah. one is three, two, one. Drizzdorn. I it is Dritz, right? There's not an I at the end of it. Yeah. It's Dritz. How would you pronounce it? I always call him Drizzdorn. However, I've heard him. Okay. I've heard him Dritzd. I've heard him Drizzit. So, okay, <laughs> like, so I think this is my Midwest upbringing, right? Because we call it, we would call it Drizzit, and there's no I at the end of it, right? But sure. you know, okay, so you know those things that um, sit on top of buildings that are like automated machine guns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you call those? A turret. So from the Midwest, for some reason, everyone says turret. Like that's a turret huh. gun. <laughs> huh. It's weird, like right? Turret, so, but with. Yeah. Yeah, turret, but a turret. Like, I don't know. It's bizarre. But anyways, so uh, I'll read the outside. You read the inside. So three colorless, a green and a white for a 3-3 legendary creature elf ranger. That's a rare for about 50 cents. Okay. It's got uh, double strike. And when Driss Stewart enters the battlefield, create Guinevere, a legendary 4-1, which I've also heard pronounced it a million ways, a 4-1 green cat creature token with trample. And whenever a creature dies, if it had power greater than Drizzt's power, put a number of plus one, plus one counters on Drizzt equal to the difference. The difference. So um, also with the, I, we call this Guedevar back in the day, but mm-hmm. Guedevere, I'm pretty sure is from the uh, Sir Arthur the, legends. Right? That's, that's that's probably why that's in my head. I was, was going to say, so I default, I, I default to the person where this, who's from the country of origin of where this word came from <laughs> on this. So here's the thing. Sure. It, it's kind of the, like, it's sort of the Tarask argument, right? That we had on mm-hmm. stream where it's like, this is the big daddy card, right? This is the end all sure. be all eater of worlds. And then the funny thing is, and honestly, the game on Monday kind of rethought me this. Tarask was, in fact, the ender of that game. It was yeah, like, so brutal, right? So it's, it's a harsh card. It's so strong. So with Dritz, again, it's like, you know, steal my childhood, bat credit card, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I do think, though, since I've seen this played, not only is this an it's an interesting card, I do mm-hmm. think that they did the best that they could considering the limitations, comparing things from sure. D&D, which is like formless, limitless, anything goes into yeah, a game that has like sure. one of the strictest and most complex rule sets ever made, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like you say, I think they have the spread. I mean, giving giving us Guinevere, I don't think that's actually necessarily... I don't think that was necessary. I think that was someone having a good time, and I like yeah, that. I'm yeah, here for that. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, double strike makes sense because obviously he's renowned for his his two swords. Yes. Um, and I think in the books now his daughter is is carrying one of them. Are they still um, wait? They're still making the. There's, there, I think a, a, a new Salvatore book came out like. This oh my. Year. God. Um, but no, okay. I like. Pause on that real quick. How yeah. how in the nine hells did we not get a Jarlaxle or an Artemis and Terry card from Baldur's Gate? Right? Right. 
is it because those are even like like how do you, how do you even I mean we could talk about this for like an hour I'm sure how do you <laughs> even print a Jarlaxle card? <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean black black would be in there. It would probably be I would make him a three color potentially like Espo. Like, like I think he would fit best as a planeswalker, right? Yeah, but that makes no yeah. sense. Well, I mean, granted, they make Minsk and Boo, and granted, for those who played Baldur's Gate, Minsk not a planeswalker. Some would argue Minsk not a function, not a fully functioning human adult. No, no, very much so not. Um, but they've printed two cut. Like, I think is is Minsk the only two, only character from like classic D and D stuff that's now got two cards in Magic? Because there's the Commander card and there's yes. the regular planeswalker. Yeah, I think um, so. Which is funny because, like, you said you played Baldur's Gate too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minsk to me is like borderline not playable in that game, right? Yeah, he's he's like he's it's, he's like he's, a he's like a it's, if you want to build okay, well, this is another thing. This is another entire podcast about our sure, sure. But like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, the only time I ever played Minsk would be like, oh, I'm building a party of like the misfit toys, right? Of ones yeah. that are like, yeah, yeah. Are suboptimal builds, um, right? Because um, and also his like his story, his because I mean I'm I'm always all in for the story. Uh, mm-hmm. Mass Effect's my favorite video series of video games because oh, cool. I fall in love with the story of every character and every sure. part of the world. But Minsk's story kind of falls off at the end of one, right? Because Dinah here or whoever is not in the picture, right? And like, what's his art yeah, from there? I mean, well, because also canonically, uh, spoiler alert, kind of maybe for a game twenty uh, years canonically, ago, yeah, for a game. But canonically, Dinah here, when you go to rescue her, you don't. Canoni- like the the actual can- canon is she dies. Oh, his really? Whole purpose, yeah, yeah. His whole purpose was to to protect her. Yeah, and so he spends the rest. He's supposed to spend the rest of the game kind of lost. But if you play well, she doesn't, and she yes. becomes like a very valid companion, and it's kind of like. So you wrote his story to be about this. failure, yeah. <laughs> but we can very easily make that not the case, right? So right. Then right. Now his story is about the fact that he talks to his space hamster, right? Cool. And like the, he's like the so the only <laughs> I think there's some gimmick. Okay, this is the last thing we'll say about Baldur's Gate Two, and then I'll let you finish. Your sure, sure. You're just saying, but I think there's like there's some there's some like gimmick on it where it's like if you keep him in his party long enough you can shortcut into spell hold because they're like this person is clearly unwell get into the yeah. asylum if i remember correctly yeah. so i think I, so I, but anyways he's like c tier anyways so dritz double right. strike got it with the two-handed weapons um guinevere a nice to have it's a bit fun yeah sure um i would argue that when you talk about capturing the spirit his ability is not only the most drizzed ability, but it's probably the most D&D ability you could have because it is all about overcoming insurmountable odds. Oh, sure. So he, you kill the Frost Giant, which is far too high level for you. Right, right, right. So you then gain that experience oh, in the form of plus one, plus one counters, right. and you become a 6-6 six, six or, or even a 7-7 seven, seven because now you've beaten the big scary thing. Sure. And so, therefore, he now that kind of really only makes sense in a one v one situation because if someone <laughs> else kills, if if someone yeah. else kills Terror of the Peaks for you, 
and you get the plus one yeah. plus one counters. <laughs> someone someone casts a blasphemous act, and then you cast one of your all your creatures getting indestructible, and you're like, oh, now Driss yeah. is seventy seventy, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which so like this, but that's what I'm saying. Like, bring back experience counters, right? Like, if you want to go, I know which are totally broken and busted. I'm glad they didn't do it, right? Sure. Like, if like the like the better version of this is like. When another creature dies, if it has higher power than Dritz, gain experience counter or whatever. Has, and then Dritz has plus one, plus one. And if you have seven, he has, you know, first striker or whatever. Or that's about yeah, yeah, yeah. trample or whatever. But I do like that idea of like insurmounting odds, right? Like yeah. he's he's always been like this, like a pseudo scrappy kind of yeah. fighting people he's, against the things, figuring stuff out, perseverance, of power of will. He's the hero of D anD D because he yes. came from he came from a, a world of he came from the Drow, which yeah. when they were first written were very Dark. much so not not friendly chaps. Yes, um, and he overcame that to become this this hero and everything. Like that. Now I know that there's a, a lot's been changed and errated to the lore of D anD D for the better, for certain. Pro- probably yes. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but like, he's still always going to be that character and his, all of his books are about him yeah. overcoming something that really you shouldn't, he's, he's the hero with a capital H, right. you know what I mean? Like, right. And like, he's, he's scrappy. And he always says, he kind of always does like the right thing too. Right. Like at yeah. what cost, right? Like the crystal, he could have just taken the crystal shard and been like, well, here we are. Right. But he like intentionally yeah, went through exactly. out of his way, tricking a red dragon, um, it's the funny part too about like seeing this happening and like especially Baldur's Gate, the mm-hmm. that said, I was like, oh wow, like I've just now unlocked a quarter of my childhood and memories and sure. knowledge that I didn't even know I had left yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. But it like like I said, I was really upset when this first got printed, and then like, you know, we all grow up, we're we're all we're all we're all children learners, right? We're all we're mm-hmm. all learners of the world, and you know, maybe a little bit after that we we kind of uh kind of sort it out. So, anyways. That's going to wrap up the spice package. And now uh, we're going to move on to the bottle cap. So as made mentioned earlier, uh, we, uh, because uh, Kenny didn't have a chance to get a ton of reps into this, we decided for me to go ahead and make the cuts myself. And mm-hmm. we have um, three cuts, one under $5, one under 50 to hundred dollars. And then one that is finally no budget. So uh, I'm going to start here with ironically that we're talking about Dritz so much. Uh, I feel like his, I assume the mother of his children, mm-hmm. who is a central character in a lot of things is a very interesting card. However, I am, mm-hmm. I know why she's in the deck. I'm not convinced she may be the best pick for the deck. So yeah. those who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Caddy Bree of Mithril Hall. So, uh, that's Lesnia. Great. This, I've seen this card do work. So no discredit there. Yeah. A green Great Voltron a, commander. Great. Yeah. Um, Green and a white for legendary creature, human archer. That's a rare, 35 cents. It's a 2-2 with first strike and reach. Whenever uh, Caddybury attacks, put a 1-1 count. Is, am I saying that right? We always said Caddybury. Caddybury, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, whenever she attacks, put a 1-1 counter on it for each equipment attached to it. And then one colorless, remove uh, all 1-1 counters from Caddybury. It deals X damage to target attacking or blocking creature and opponent controls where X is the number of counters moved this way. This card can absolutely be a house. And I know why it's in the deck. It makes sense. Sure. That being said, I'm pretty sure I looked, and I think you have two equipment in the entire deck. 
uh-huh. between uh, Delver's torch and the Trailblazer's torch. It's so, literally the two torches, yeah. So again, I, it's on theme, so that's why I wasn't trying to be like, I'm not trying to poo-poo it, but... No, no. There's got to be cards cut. There's got to be good ones ads, right? So the one that I was shocked that you didn't have in here because I played a lot of Baldur's Gate pre-release when it came out, when we went up and actually to Richmond Command Fest. I Were you there? Mm-hmm. I, I literally had to go back to the UK two days before Command oh, Fest dude. and I was gutted. It was, it was fun, but it was exhausting. It was a very long weekend. But there was one card sure. that um, came out of Baldur's Gate that everyone, someone drew it in a draft, was just completely brutal. And I think it, it's going to play right to the strengths of this deck with some minor caveats. Okay. And that one is Tomb of Horrors Adventurer. So it's five colors and a blue for a 4-4 creature elf monk. When it enters a battlefield, you take the initiative. Then it says, whenever you cast your second spell each turn, copy it. If you've completed a dungeon, copy that spell twice instead. You may choose new targets for the copies, right? And it's about uh, 24 cents, 61 Mm -hmm. if you want the promo. So this is is a bit of a risk for this one, right? And the reason why I say that is because you do have a lot of legendary creatures, right? Yeah. Which Which I get, right? So I think in my... But like this is each turn, right? So the way I kind of think about this card is this, right? Your first spell each turn. Well, first off, you get the initiative out the gates, right? So sure. yeah, yeah. you're there. You're there. We're, we're playing this game, which we all love. I always feel like the first card is going to be your legendary card, right? Mm-hmm. You get that all the way. Then your second one is one of the myriad of removal spells. You come to That's these true. sort of things and that sort of stuff, right? Because we've talked before. Um, and I think the one of the, the hops card of the cursed idol so we talked about well it's like okay it's at sorcery speed and you kind of have to choose one right but with tomb of adventures horror there's no for, there's no longer any downsides to casting these things. they will just get you three. every single time so imagine sure. imagine not even having to think about it right you're like okay great cursed idol now is just paid for itself and ventured into the dungeon into the undercity and the end of the undercity it's such a blowout getting there as quick as you can i think yeah yeah it, it is pretty solid so what do you think about the first cut and ad? Like, obviously, it- I so yeah. I mean, I'm with you a hundred percent. The Cadbury Cadbury is there because of the novels. If I could have I, I, had listen, Wolfgar it- and Brunor in there as well, I oh, would have done. Dude, also no joke. Uh, Wolfgar was the same thing where I was like, wow, that's how they did him dirty. That card is like, is it in your uh, your Ignis deck Ognis. or whatever? Yes, yeah, it's in my Ignis deck. I think it's like is. it's like the best card in the deck, right? It's literally like double, doubling attack triggers. Whoa. There's a reason Ish in Two Heavens as One became such a popular commander. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's just good. But <laughs> any anyway, like that, I, I like so you were saying that like you get it's in there obviously just for the for the lulls and for the flavors of it. So yeah. I, I, it's a true spice card. What do you think about Tomb of the Venture, of Horrors Adventure? Is it is it too narrow with the amount of legendaries you have? <laughs> so literally. It was the amount of legend. So I I looked at Tomb. I have okay. Tomb of Horrors in in my binder. Oh nice. Um, and I, I looked at it and I went, "That's a good card." It is expensive in terms of agree raw uh, cost. CMC, yes, yeah, man- mana cost. Um, but it yeah. So I didn't think of it from the perspective that you've just explained. I thought of it as a if I'm trying to play creatures, which is obviously it's a two lane deck, so that's what I'm trying yeah. to do. And I'm I throw down uh you know I throw down Drizzt. Drizzt, yeah. I can't even get the two 
I, 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 you know, I don't even you get the free tokens because they're, they're legendary. legendary. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, that's not that's not great. But thinking about it the way you just described it, of being like, if it's on the field and I've completed a dungeon, going play the creature and then keeping that mana up and holding that mana up because then if I play the instant yeah. speed, I now have multiple options. That's not a bad shout. I quite like it. It's it, like, it's right on the edge. And like, I have a soft spot for this card because because I got beat by it like four times. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I try to slam it in. But again, I, like if, if I, it, this is always hard because, you know, it's everyone's deck and all that stuff. So that, that was my first cut. Uh, under five and granted i think all of my cards are under i don't even know not that much so the last one the last one i'm not as hot on but so i'm gonna go to the second one which i like a lot because i can't remember um if it's actually gonna work or not and actually i'm gonna look it up real quick because i had another option so the next one i'm gonna cut is um okay we're good so the one i'm gonna cut is just harmonize so two green two green two two colors two green draw three cards right I'm a big fan of this card. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is starting, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is starting to quickly, or not quickly, I think this is starting to fall into like the kind of cancel sort of effect, right? Where like it's very efficient, it, it, it's good, especially in like mono green decks where you don't have a lot of options. But with yeah. lane, like you said, just being such an engine and even having your backup stuff, I just don't know if you're going to have that much of a problem drawing cards, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel that uh, it's 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 also getting to that point now, particularly because this is in a blue a deck that has blue. It I put it in there for that extra card draw, but honestly, if it was one mana cheaper, it would be a much better card in this deck. Yeah, I just put it in there so I had some some draw that didn't make me discard or, or... yeah, right, just just straight out. So I, I, yeah. again on the channel, we've kind of we've had. <laughs> I I would say in the three years that we've been doing this podcast, we've probably spent close to an hour arguing about <laughs> harmonize. Is it good? Is it bad? Do you cut it or not? So I, I'm I'm cutting it for a card, which is I try to keep everything as close as I could to the Dungeon and Dragon sets, right? Sure. And sure. barring that, I wanted to cut. I wanted to bring in something that was also legendary, right? So something I noticed in this deck, which I I, I think is intentional, is there's a lot of there's a there's like a um a sub theme of like kind of a token build right mm-hmm, with um mm-hmm. Joyra also by the way Joyra horribly misrepresented <laughs> I oh think, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. a card doesn't make any sense but even if you look in your in your spice with um the protagonist like Abel um yeah. there's another one that cares about oh um uh kadira there's a lot kadira. of things that it, there's like a lot of like incidental token gains right and a lot of them depend yeah. on like another token or something like that right so track me here i never even heard of this card uh until before today but w- this would be a like a human fighter maybe barbarian multi-class we got maja that's m-a-j-a retrograde uh-huh. protector do you know this card I do. It's a. It's a, in my humans deck. Oh hell yeah! So two color for those playing the home game at home. Two colors, a green and double white legendary creature, human warrior. That's a two three, and it's an uncommon from call time for nine cents. Other creatures yeah. you control get plus one plus one, right? So already there, we're trying to stack these abilities. But more importantly, this and this is why I I think this is really worded very well for two lane. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, not play right. 
yeah. enters the battlefield because you're gonna you're gonna be <laughs> there's probably a good chance that you're going to be pl- entering you you will be having lands enter the battlefield more often than you're actually playing them playing them yeah for sure create a one one white human creature token right so for me I feel like this card is like straight gas here right it's 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 yeah. overcosted for its stats. But for me, you're not playing this for some sort of beater. You're playing this for effectively an enchantment, right? You're sure. playing this for an enchantment yeah, yeah. that can die to lightning bolt. But with all the other tokens, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you're with all the other plus one plus one abilities we have here. I mean, we yeah. were just talking about with Nadar, right? We're like, that's nice to have, sure. But if you have that and this plus two plus two and generating tokens and getting able to take the initiative back, I, I don't know. I, for me, this like just really stung out. It's like. Assault inclusion, and I'm sure that you could come up with a backstory for uh, for this gal. How much you got there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what? So what do you think about about the cuts there? I'm cutting out a little um, bit of your mean, card draw for a little bit more of a Winsmore mid range card. What do you think? Well, you say you're cutting out my card draw, but if I have Chulain on the field, I'm getting a card from her anyway. Well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, and also, let me just double check with Chulain. Yeah, whenever you cast, okay. Um, but like, uh, I was just making sure it wasn't oh, completely wasn't broken so that every ETV. time I got <laughs> because then like, it's just like a a loop. It yeah. becomes a loop <laughs> right? yeah. of like infinite creatures and lands. <laughs> You're like, well, I guess um, I'll just win the game when I cast the spell. <laughs> uh, what, yeah, whoopsies. that would be. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I will. I, I am going to torture you with this though. Um, there is flavor text on this one. I'm, I think I'm, I might miss one of the others. So, uh, do you have it pulled up still? I do now. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna torture you with this because you're the you're the guy who who does this more than me. So we have Veld, Veldka, Wandering Sage, who is. Uh, have you ever seen Orange Is the New Black? I have. Okay. So it's Red, the Russian uh, mob boss from okay. Orange Is the New Black. Okay. This okay. One, this one this is one that we cannot do. So if you don't mind, uh, for for, for posterity, <laughs> would you, would you mind reading this? Okay, I apologize to anyone. Uh, anyone, <laughs> I, I apologize to anyone who. Well, just anyone. Just anyone. <laughs> our enemies have breached our realm. To survive, the clans must fight as one. That's really good. That's really good. It went a little bit Scottish at the end. <laughs> there, but I think it's because I said the word clans. I was like, ah, yeah, oh, the clans yeah. must fight as one. And immediately, you're just thinking uh, Braveheart. So anyway, so we're talking <laughs> about the car. We talked about the card draw and everything there. What do you? Th- how do you feel about? What do you? What do you think? What are you thinking here? So yeah, I mean, it's a little harmonize... bit of vanilla pick. I know, but no, no. I mean, like harmonize. Uh, harmonize is just a, a a card that was in the deck to fill out yeah. the deck and make yeah. sure that I had some extra card draw if I needed it. Um, but yeah, like Marge's Marge's Again, because I was focused so focused on the theme, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about like pulling from other places really, apart from instances and sorceries. Because counter spells, there's only a couple. In, in... <laughs> yeah, you remove. You um, have to have a removal package. <laughs> yeah, um, but like, yeah, I, I, I like. Her. She's she is um, she is a very good kind of like engine within this deck because you're constantly playing creatures. Which means you're constantly drawing, which means you're constantly playing lands. Um, and then, yeah, you throw in things like Jia Hero, who, while I do think she was she was made, the card is a weird choice for her. I do have to say, 
She's become one of my favorite. She's also in Agnes because it means that I can tap my treasures oh without my having to. Oh sack my them. god, that's so good. Hold on. <laughs> oh jeez. Hold so, on. Sorry, I'm still, I'm, I'm back, everyone. I just I think I'm pretty sure I have a foiled Jahira here that I wasn't sure to do with. Continue, please. Um, well, because she because she allows you, and also. Like I'm sure you have Kalein in that deck, just so you're aware. If you tap the uh, the the treasures for mana, but don't sack them, it still works with Kalein's ability because it just says mana generated from a treasure. Wait, Kalein? Um, What's what? Kalein's the painter that says if you cut however many treasures, uh, yeah, mana oh. from, however much mana from treasures, they come in with an extra plus one plus one counter. Oh yeah, yes, I do have that in there. So oh, having Kalein and Jahira yeah. out. Is amazing, but anyway, um, but like, yeah. So then you've got your hero. So essentially, what you're doing every time you play a land is you're getting two lands. There she is. <laughs> She's yeah. so pretty. Yeah, it's um, So like, yeah, that's a solid. That's a really solid addition. Well, I'm I'm glad. Uh, the last one that was the exciting one. So uh, for my no budget, which I think all these are under five dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. the one the the one that I was gonna cut, which I I I gotta look it up real quick. Um, I remember seeing this and I was just like, I just don't know. That's right. Oh, this one. So I'm, my last one is going to be cutting bar the gate. So sure. two colors in a green or sorry, green spoiler alert. Um, two colors in a blue for counter for an instant counter target creature or planeswalker. There is, I'll take this one for you. Uh, for the accent so you can hear my amazing accent work just in case uh you know <laughs> you're, you're too overbooked you need someone else to go all right so uh <laughs> this is nissa ravane aka a goth girl who doesn't give an f but she loves unicorns this is what we got to work with so <clears throat> i'm very excited okay <sighs> so i was listening to some old iggy pop records with my stuffed unicorn and <clears throat> I just thought that, you know, me and Mincy, the unicorn, <sighs> this path is close to us, man. That was terrible. <laughs> That's not even close. I told, I'm so I bad. It. Like I can't get in the zone. It's terrible. So anyways, I like this. Here's the thing. If it was, I, I swear, I swear to you, if this said non-creature spell, not creature or planeswalker, not going to cut it. But there's you have better yeah. removal it's 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 it makes sense why it's in the deck again there's only so many cards sure. to say venture but i wanted to cut that for this other one that i'm pretty sure i think i, I like triple checked and i'm pretty sure this one isn't in here but we're really going to be breaking the bank with this common from afr let me tell you sorry uncommon <laughs> three cents this will go into your penny deck and it's a half dragon bard, which I think is rad. We are talking about wandering troubadour. So three colors and a green for a creature dragon bard. At the beginning of your end step, if you had a land enter the battlefield under your control this turn, venture into the dungeon. And again, it's got that key part of enter the battlefield under your control. There is some flavor text, and this is how we're going to end the episode. And I can re-roll this if you want, but we did roll up. Garuk Wildspeaker, who is a young Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh gosh. 
Uh, do you want me? I can go. I can. We can go back. We can yeah, go back can I do it? Can I do a voice that I like doing? Yes, please. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I'm sorry. I should have asked that first. I apologize. No, 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 no. So this is this is Morgoth the orc from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know what this does. Not really fit with the wandering troubadour, but that's it fine. doesn't matter. Please, please. There is a new ballad waiting to be born around every corner. Wow. That's <laughs> That's it. I can't I can't beat that. What do you okay, do you do you RP with that? Mm. Have you Yes, I ha- only like I, as that, a I mean, DM that, or what? As a as a DM, I would I would never run that as a character. Though I could <laughs> like, your throats is destroyed. When 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 like the obviously there's ways of protecting your voice and doing things safety, but that is that that is one that even while you're doing that, you're just delaying. <laughs> I'm so so this is so this is a, okay. I'm sorry. This is going to be a side. Do you? I know. I know. I told you we're over time a little bit. Do you have it's like another two no, minutes? Like, okay. So I I used to. Um, for me, I feel like every DM starts as a DM because their the their PCs don't know how to play the game, right? <laughs> <laughs> like you're like I will teach you this game, and then you just happen to be the DM for like four years. So sure, my my skills in DM are like story building, characters, and that stuff. Mm-hmm. I I am I can only act as myself. I can, I can I can't do very many accents. Um, and I one of my first players I ever played with, uh, my friend. Uh, shout out Nathan Lane was a DM and he was like a trombonist, never classically trained as an actor. And he, I gotta tell you, this guy's accent work, he just pulled it out of nowhere and he, he could do Russian. He could do like, he lives in, he lives in Buenos Aires. So he's learned Spanish. So like, I think that helped a lot. Like, what's your, like, where did you find this modulation in your voice? Like, was it just a learned skill or, uh, so Playing around a lot is what happens with. <laughs> so whenever, whenever, um, recently, uh, after Critical Role did Alexandria Unlimited Calamity, um, Ibria Ayenga, who I love, Brennan Lee Mulligan, who I love, uh, Matt Mercer, who I love, all sat together and talked about being. They're like literally my three favorite DMs uh, on the internet. But um, they were chatting about being a DM, and they were talking about. The DM thing where your my my partner bless her she will see she will be sat working in the room <laughs> and I'm I'm prepping for a D and D session and she'll hear me being like mm, I will destroy everything you love and she just will open the door and be like yeah. <laughs> I'm like yes yeah, sorry I'm just working on the dragon. <laughs> So I just whenever so I've got a character that I'm like, interested in the meeting. So you do like you do like reps of the voices before you even get into it. Oh, for sure, just to see if it fits and see right. if it fits the feel of of what I'm trying to do. Like because like you can you, if you've got a great bit, unless you're doing a comedy campaign, you've got this great destroyer yeah, right. of worlds, yeah, dragons. Right. You don't want them to turn up and be like, "Hello, yeah, hello. hey, how you doing, guys?" So, I, so I ran. Uh, have you ever played this? Okay, sorry, guys. I know, I know. Everyone, just enjoy it. Uh, all those listening, I'm sure you guys tuned out already. We'll get to the end bits here so you can hear about where our Patreon is and everything. Fine. But I used to play this, uh, my favorite storytelling game is called Vampire the Masquerade. Um, mm. so that's, that was the one that I kind of get broke into everyone with, which is super dark and all that stuff. Right. And like where I knew I was like beyond my way was we, there's a clan that were like n- effectively vampire Nazi refugees. I tried to do a German accent and I said the word, but, 
and everyone just started laughing. And I was like, I can't, I don't know. How do you come back from this? Is it just practice or what? Well, no, I'll be honest with you. So um, I was running a Curse of Strahd campaign, as all oh. people do at some point. Or yes, of course. That was the last <laughs> That was the last campaign I played in D&D before, before I had to hang up my dice, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was running Curse of Strahd, and, and there's, a, there's a group of um, undead knights that you can kind of recruit to help you sure. in, yes, in, in yes, the yes, campaign yes, yes, setting. Yes, 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 yes. And so one of them had a very Germanic name, the person they were talking to. And so I attempted a Germanic accent and it became, it became that, that comedy. <laughs> Hello. Yes. My name is Hans. How are you doing? I'm here to talk to you. I will help you and do this thing. And it's be good. And we will have a lovely time. And I was like, why, why can't I do a non ridiculous German accent? So I like, I worked really hard on it. Since really? Then, and it's not, it's not got much better, but like, it's, it's, it's trial and error. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. sometimes you make that, and you've got to lean. Once you start the character's voice, and you it's just like, gotta go with it, yes, yeah. My name is uh, Ulrich, <laughs> and we are here to going. We're going to slay Strat, and it's going to be bad for him. And everyone's just pissing themselves it's, laughing. It's, like, it's German. Just, right. Is Germanic and like Eastern Bloc just because I thought you're Russian. I thought you nailed it, right? Is is like that German like because it's so it's staccato. It's is it tough? Do it's, you think it's just? Well, it's honestly, if you want to see someone uh and in case you couldn't tell i am a fan of critical role um of but like because of what i'm about to say if you want to see someone nail a lightly germanic accent watch liam o'brien play caleb in campaign two of of uh critical role i was in awe of the man because really i love accents i go there's a website called idea where literally there's just recordings of different people's accents and you can just sit and listen to them and try and figure it out he Watching him, I was just like, how? Because it felt so natural the way he right. did it. Like, it didn't seem like someone doing an accent. It just felt yeah, like that was the character. It felt like it was like, if, if you listen to it recorded, you're like, okay, this guy probably grew up in Germany and came over here, came over to the States exactly or the that. UK. And yeah. Wow. And it's just like, my I'm just, yeah. Um, yeah, love it. I'm just, I, I'm jealous. I can't do any accent work. Uh, Mr. Combo's quite a good mimic. My brother's a good mimic. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. It's just something it's, it's prevented me to be like the whole different story. All right. That's, that's, that's wrap this up. I've, I've kept you hostage here long, far too long. So no, I love it. Back to wandering troubadour again, just to remind everyone it's three colors and a green for a, a creature dragon bard. That's a four, two, if you need your end step, if you, if you had a land under the battlefield under control, venture into the dungeon. So what are what are our thoughts here? So and and also I have to remind myself as well that we cut out bar the gate the counter spell that only targets creature or a, a creature or a planeswalker and then you venture in the dungeon for three. So it's one more so, mana. Honestly, um, with regards to this cut, no, even with this cut, I'll be honest with you, this card's going in the deck. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about because because I was so focused on grabbing as many legendaries as I could. Right. This card is so perfect for this deck. I I don't know an, why I overlooked it. It's and like innocuous, it right? Here. That's what I thought, right? And I think like if it said like I think it goes back to the same thing because uh, like did did you double check on Tulane? His reads you put a land. Okay, go on. So yeah. that was my thing. If this says when you play a land, I don't think it's I don't think it's half as good, right? No, like, no. Instantly, it's a it's a it, it doesn't go in the deck for but because it's when a land enters play, that's just. I, I guarantee I, you have one of these lying around, <laughs> or if not, I'm sure you have three pennies to rub together. Well, again, like you've got 
it's there was definitely one in the binder, but like like again, like you put that and Radiant Solar on the board. Oh every time God, you play yeah. a creature, you're potentially getting like two, three oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ventures every single time. And that's I just that's wish going I, in the deck. It has it it has to be it has to be at the beginning of your end step. It can't be every time, right? Because that's if no. if it, if this said landfall, enter the like venture to the dungeon, that's like mythic rare a ten drop, right? Like that's that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. way too strong. But no, I thought I'm glad you like it. Um, I I, I like I said, sure. I really was trying to keep to the theme of the deck, and not tear it apart. I, I thought about punking you and putting in like Library of Alexandria or some <laughs> other twenty thousand dollar card just to sure. just, just to mess with you, but. But here we are. So that will actually, and speaking of here we are, we are also arrived to the end of the episode. So thank you everyone for came out and visiting us and we'll, we'll do some plugs and then we'll give you, we'll give you a chance to like talk about how you thought the episode went and then we'll just close it out. Um, so, uh, Everyone, again, you know all of our links are on the link tree. Uh, we have our Patreon. We have our Etsy store, abyssproxyshop.com with uh, the code CMD Tower. Get you some discounts there. Uh, CMDTower.com is a website that I should be updating, but I've been traveling too much to do so. Uh, <laughs> we can You can see our excellent guest, Cashian Blake. And correct me if I'm wrong, it is at the Cashian Blake, correct? At um, the Cashian Blake on, on Twitter and Instagram. And then also twitch.tv slash Cassian Blake there. Yeah. And then uh, the MTG, t- the Magic Tapping Authority, Where would, is, yeah. there, is there YouTube or something they can go find them there? So you can find us at uh, Magic Tapping Authority on YouTube. Um, you can find us at MT, uh, MTG Tap Authority on Twitter and Instagram, I believe. Um, there's, there is a link tree as well with all the things, but you'll, you'll, you, and we stream every, every Saturday, 5 PM, uh, on Eastern standard, right? Yeah. Eastern, sorry. Eastern time, uh, 5 PM Eastern time, uh, uh, on Twitch TV slash cop cop. It is K zero PP K zero PP hosted by the wonderful Stephen cop. That's stupid. I'm sorry. It's not stupid. Cop cop is a man that zero throws me off every time. Cause like, I know I have this guy's email. I know we're friends on Twitter. I can't find him anywhere. Um, I, every time I send someone to it, they're like cop cop. Is that one P two P <laughs> zero? I'm like, it's zeros it's and zero, two P's. Yeah. So um, of course our, our good friend uh, and my fellow host, Mr. Combo, the man, the myth, the legend is not here. You can find them at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter, uh, also on Reddit and all that stuff. You can find me posting a comment here and there and mostly just retweeting stuff from other people uh, at Big Tuck Tweeting. I need to find a new bit. You can also find us at CMD Tower on, Twitter doc- on Twitter.com as well. Pretty much anywhere else you go, you can find uh, us uh, at Tulane, Midnight Pathlinder, Dritz Dwarden, Tower, dot com or anywhere else we go so and if you're looking to support us obviously you can do that like i said patreon etsy and this project shop.com codename cmd tower obviously i'm not used to doing this so i'm repeating myself so the cashian blake <laughs> the guestess with the mestis how do you how do you feel today went like this was i thought we had a really good entertaining conversation like how do you oh, think yeah. about like what did you think about like perusing through the deck the cuts the ads like where, where are you sitting on like how this deck is looking before before coming on the show? So honestly, um, 
when I when I threw the deck together, first and foremost, thank you for having me on. Oh, I, like, I had such a good time with you on the stream on Monday. I've had such a good time today. Any time that I can get a chance to, to to throw some cardboard with you and and sit and chat with you guys, like I'm always down. You, you uh, just and also for those, and also I think he also means to say hashtag get handed, but that's fine. Hashtag get handed, which I will remember. I'm sorry for the. I'll learn the bits. I'll get to the bits. I know. Like trust trust me. This is like this is three years in a row of us just doing this. So it's yeah. It's no, like I mean days. the the. The energy of that stream and the energy of this chat has just been awesome. And I know like we met properly for the first time on Monday, (laughs) but like in terms of, uh, but I'm I'm already having a good time. Do you know what I mean? I'm glad. I'm so glad. Running through the deck is when I, when I threw this deck together, I did exactly that. I threw it together and went, I want to do something with all these cards. Um, And though I played it and it was like viable, Sitting and and processing what all the cards do, what how they do what they do, and how they interact with each other, has been such a. This is something I want to do with all my decks now. Yeah, you know it I mean? helps, like, right? It, yeah, it's it's something I want to do with all my decks and being able to talk to someone else, because that's the thing. A lot of the time we're gold fishing. We're just we're yeah. like we, we're throwing it together and we're going. Oh, I this gets, this, oh this this card this card can't be cut. Right, and then yeah. you and then you play it or you sew it to somewhere else. Or like, do you understand that this card doesn't do anything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, I, 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 the exact same thing happened with um with a, a guy called Eli from the MTA about my Ognis deck because I just mentioned the fact that Jahiro was going into it, um, and I was like, I think I'm going to cut this and this, and and he was like, well, don't cut that, cut Kiki Jiki, and I was like, cut Kiki Jiki, and I was like, he was like, yeah, because it it doesn't necessarily do what you 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 don't run all that many creatures. And it doesn't necessarily oh, do what you want to do. You're building the. Oh, are you doing like Agnes Voltron or something uh, along those lines? No, no, no. Literally, just, just. Um, it's, 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 it's. Hey, the the deck's name is not. It's nothing to do with this deck. So I, I apologize for talking so much. But it's like, fine. it's called. It's called Get Rich Quick or Die Trying, because um, it's all about like hasty creatures, giving creatures haste, swinging in, getting treasures, paying those treasures off. Ah, uh, okay, um, gotcha, gotcha. Um, like in 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 the worst case scenario, there's a comet storm in there. So if I get enough mana, I just right, throw you, a comet you storm. You just win the game on spot. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, but like that's what I mean. Like when you put when you put your deck out there, uh, and you talk to someone and go, this thing here, they will always say you'll always have someone go, well, what about this card coming out and this card going in or this? right, and it it changes because we are all so set in the way that we we make decks, even if we don't realize it. Yeah. We're also set in the way we make stuff. It's it's really good to have an outside perspective go, this is great. Here's like two things that make it better. Right. And it can change the deck completely. It's great. I love it. Absolutely. Um, no. Getting to chat about D&D is always fun. <laughs> I, yeah. It's, it, it, I, I have to be. So it, this was really fun. And thank you so much for coming on. Um, we usually don't do these many side tangents, but. Uh, you know when the when Sorry. when 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 the when the master is away, the 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 co-host will play. <laughs> I guess. Um, no, it, it is really fun. And like I said, I love these decks. Right, I really like these adventure uh, or sorry, rather adventure into the dungeons initiatives, like these sort of gimmick decks. And I think the thing I like the like I said up the front, the thing that I think you get the most out of this is adding that color green because it's all Sephiroth, mm-hmm. it's all M O N and change. Like a lot of it is really tied into that blue green with a splash of black, uh, at, or just straight up Esper. So yeah. I I really like this idea of like breaking out the color pie. I do think that uh, I think the like we said the best card in the deck. If we had to give the best card of the deck, it's definitely. Uh, 
Oh, it's what's, Ellie Wick. What's her name? It's a Planeswalker, right? Yeah, Ellie Wick Tumblestone. That's got to be the best card in the deck by Country Mile, right? Oh, like, yeah. it, it's great. And, like, um, I wish she had, I wish she had, like, could be your commander or anything like that, but it's maybe it's super broken. But, anyways, um, <laughs> thank you all for watching. Uh, next, well, so this will come out next Saturday. I think the week after that, Mr. Combo should be back online, assuming he's alive. Um, but if Fingers not, uh, you got me and you'll have me with a few more guest spots on SC, on SCR and everything else. So without further ado, we're going to hit the outro and we'll see you around town. <laughs>